I would. It's a year that will, when you open up a textbook, <laughs> there will be a chapter on it. Right, a whole section just on 2023. Yes, and yeah. we are. It is March. Yep. Almost April. Indeed. Quarter one. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Q1, indeed. (laughs) We're going into Q2. Uh Uh-huh. We're... I'm fucking pumped. Oh, yeah. And what we're going to see is... Listen, what we're going to see is... A lot of violence in the streets. Yeah. Oh, um... Uh, one second, Dean. Um, uh, are you ready to uh, get um, record? One hundred percent. Okay. Oh, you better just hit that button. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's. We're living through one of those changes that historians will mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the End Times. Continue recording on this, the 26th of March. I am Dino, and you are. And I am Ace, and we have a, a very special guest, a, a returning guest back, in fact, uh, this week. We do. Uh, in fact, uh, he is our MAGA liaison, our yes. own personal MAGA liaison. So, uh, MAGA it's Unit 111, welcome back. I'm heterosexual. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, you are. As God intended. And I'll tell you something else. Um, So I'm shoveling pasta into my mouth from the refrigerator at Uh 2.30 or 3 in the morning a few nights ago. Yeah. And I messaged to you, uh, Mm -hmm. I think, what are you calling yourself, Ace? Yeah, I got the message (laughs) on Gab. It was a, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, I said, I think it's time for me to come back. Because. Yes. And, you know, I'm going to say the professionalism level on this show is very low because yeah. I, bro- I broke in to a bit yeah. and I was very upset to find out that I wasn't being recorded. So I'm oh, no, you were fellas. you were being recorded. It, it's just the show hadn't started and it might, oh, in okay. fact, be in the show. <laughs> OK, good. We're going to uh, and then I'm not going to restate my case, but I'm going to just say again. It's going to be a good year. Yeah. Because, uh, again, in short, a lot of people who really deserve one in the back of the head are going to get one in the back <laughs> okay. of the head. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I, I'm happy that you started with that sort of thesis because uh, Dan Carlin says at the beginning of the show, I called him up and he told me that we're living through one of uh-huh. those changes that will mark the end of one era and the beginning of another. That seems to be what you're saying. The yuga, dude. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> yeah. The, okay. The yuga. What does yeah, that stand yuga. for? We're yeah. going into an epical. We're going into an epical. Ace, you know, you know, yeah, because you're, know. you're a yeah. physics guy. So what you know is, in in physics, there's just a stuff. Okay, yeah. and sometimes the stuff makes sense, and sometimes it just doesn't make sense. We're right. entering into a period of things making a whole lot of sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're going back we, to like we, physics and we're dumping the dark matter that just we made up. Right. To, yeah, we're right. we're entering a new period of 
really not being fooled about anything anymore. You know what right. I mean? Well, oh, we're, we're at a stage where everybody is now we've we've sided. We've picked our teams. Now we yeah. get to play the ball game. Right. Yes. Well, in the in the I'm immortal excited. words of of George W. Bush, uh, fool me twice, won't get fooled again. So <laughs> we're not being fooled. That's the that's that, that's what I'm getting from what you're saying. Now watch his drive. That's my favorite yeah. Bush line of all time. Now watch <laughs> yeah, his no. drive. Yeah. Let's max it. Yeah. We are, what I'm saying is, I'm distilling. I'm distilling what I want to call. You know, I listen. I'm a cosmopolitan white American male. Okay. I am just, I am, I can say what I please. I can do as I please. I'm not obstructed. Okay. So I've in, Mm -hmm. in my lack of obstruction, I have ascended to a level above, I would say a scientific level of podcasting. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Now I've, I've raised like the Tower of Babel, the lookout post yeah. that looks down and sees the way things are going to be. And, you know, it's like, I'm sure you know the Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. We're all just kind of in a play. That's what he wrote. Yeah. We're all just right, kind exactly. of doing a yeah. bit. We're all right? just, we're turned, all yeah, just doing a bit. Into a play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, like, one day, <laughs> one day, the bit has to come to an end and people are going to die. We're getting to the stage where people are going to die. And so would you say this is, um, would you say this is like sort of a mission statement of dark MAGA? Would you say that? Right now I'm going to, I'm talking about Newtonian physics. Oh, okay. I see. Right now we're talking about what's going to happen. Yeah. What we know can happen. What's right. what the field is. Yeah, people are gonna die. So we've established that, right? Yeah, that's well we established. Like that. Now, there's a lot of ways that we can die. Yes, nuclear war, an yeah. internal. Uh, uh, you can slip in uh, the bathroom. Political war. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Vaccine-induced heart attacks. Breakdown. Facts. Thank you, Dino. Thank you for that because you're right. There's other there's medical elements to this too. One in two point three Americans dies of heart disease before the age of fifty. Yeah. Okay. We're we're doomed. All right. We're gonna die. And now that being said, we can. There's a couple of ways that we can we can navigate the period of decline. Yeah. Okay. And now I am now Ace. Mm-hmm. You and I have had our differences about, you know, the absurdist concept. Yeah. But I think we can both agree when you're faced with a, with a losing battle, got to make lemonade. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's how the old saying goes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, actually. You got it. Rearranging the deck tears on the Titanic is a good thing, actually. Well, yes. If you're having a laugh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's got to look if nice when it goes down. Let's say you're just a guy on the Titanic, mm-hmm. and like you're a guy, so that yeah. you know the people who control the boats decide 
you gotta die because you're a, a guy. Yeah, that's right. what has to happen. You gotta stay on this boat because yeah. you're a guy. So you're in the right. Billy Zane that's- position where you're being forced to maybe take a spot on the boats that's for the not guys. Am I the only one that's watched Titanic? <laughs> no, I haven't. To be honest with you, fella, I haven't seen the flick. Billy Zane from the Titanic movie. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I know the scene where he paints the. I know the scene where he paints the girl, the, and then I know the scene where there is yes, where it's flooding, and the guys are like, "Let's go play the violin together." Those yeah. guys, there's drownable people. Yeah, <laughs> and um, what I'm trying to say, and I'm gonna, it's gonna get really dark here, fellas. What I'm trying to say is that the 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 Victorian England style of you know we just we got to do things mm-hmm. because that's what's courteous. You got to die for courtesy, right. fellas. That era is long gone. <laughs> it's long gone, and that's probably for the best. Because you know what? I'm looking around on that boat, the sinking Titanic, and I'm going... You're the guy who pushes the little kid into the ocean. I'm going, you're dumber than me. He's infertile. You're ugly. I'm getting on this boat, and you can go because you don't benefit as much. Sure. That's the mathematical equation. Yeah. Physics that MAGA is is making is they're going who can we really dump off this sinking ship? Yeah, because we can't we can't just sink with the ship. Right, ever we already oh eight happened, okay, and everybody sunk with that ship because they didn't you know they got well we can't just you know kill bankers in the streets and right. and and their families cool. and we can't yeah, yeah we can't dismantle the banking sector because. That's not nice. Right. And, and you yeah. know what? And you know what? We can't do those things because we wouldn't want those bankers to do those things to us. So we should cooperate with them. <laughs> well, we and know it you works. And you go, you, well, yeah, it w- works a lot. We know it works, it works because well. we're still doing it. I mean, we, we just did that with SVB. I mean, they wouldn't keep doing that if it didn't work. It Now, and here's what I'm going to say. I'm an I'm what you want what you want to be calling an economic nationalist. Okay. Oh yeah. I want the most juiciest, most delicious pie on the earth. That's mine. Right. It's my birthright. Why? Because we killed other people for it. That's why. Exactly. And we're not going to be able to wash that 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 original sin off of us. Right. That one doesn't go away. There's no sacrament for washing off the the hordes of people we've laid down to build right. this thing. Absolutely. Since scores, we're yeah. here, since we're here, <laughs> this, this thing's got to work for me. Yeah, I would believe I, I, the yeah, same thing if I was uh, an Indonesian, you know, you know, yeah, it's a lot of work. So this is the darkness yeah. that we're faced with. We're going to, it's going down. The ship yeah. is going down in the story. I don't know if you've ever read the book of Nehemiah in that story. Nehemiah, the prophet is basically going, Hey, Assyria. I heard over the internet that you were being attacked by the Babylonians, by, by other Mesopotamian tribes. Your, your people are being killed, genocided, destroyed. Hey, 
have one of these and he sticks the middle finger up in their direction have one of those that's what the story in the bible is about have one of yeah. those because you've you've re, you've sowed and now you're going to reap and we are right. in the reaping stage and when i say we fellas of course i don't mean us i oh, mean no, no, i yeah. mean the the ecosystem in which we just happen to be plopped into this right. ecosystem you know so i'm not condemning any any individual person um but I just want that to be out there. We're, we're going down, okay? And maybe yeah. we deserve it, right? Maybe we deserve that. So what I'm thinking is we're faced with a going down situation. The plane is going to hit the mountainside. Yeah, it's got like a 5% chance. Yeah. But yeah, and that's a disaster. Yeah. And that's a disaster because nobody on the ship makes it. Nobody right. on the plane makes it. So you got about a 5% chance of coming out of this thing alive is what i'm thinking yeah. right i would think yeah 200 years from now when we live on a, a nuclear tomb world because mm-hmm. there was a dispute over some chinese guy's last name now we're all gone <laughs> yeah. when that happens we have we are confronted with a five percent left scenario the rosicrucian scenario right so right this is where we're at, right? That's the groundwork. Mm-hmm. How does MAGA relate to that? Yeah, that, that was going to be my next that's, question. That's, that's what I've been curious about. Yeah. We got to get to the next step. Oh. We got to okay. get to the next step. Well, that seems relatively not- simple. Yeah. It's not hard. God, if I had Good. a fucking, okay. if I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be hard. Uh, so, how do you do that though? If so, MAGA, we got to mm-hmm. get through to the, to the final, we got it. We're going walking towards the apocalypse. How do we do that? Right. Yeah. How we privatize yeah, how the national <laughs> parks. We privatize the national parks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We, the, if you, when Donald Trump gets elected, if you voted for Donald Trump, you get five acres somewhere in the national park of your choosing. We could talk about oh. maybe 25 acres if you can manage the first five within a period of five years, right? Okay. We're going to – okay. And then the third stage, Donald Trump's going to leak the nuclear codes on the internet. Yeah, I, I Whoever like gets to the button first, Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's fairness, right? Like everyone, you know, uh, people on the internet, you have an equal opportunity to get to the nuclear code. And you you're know, probably asking, you're probably asking, wait a minute. What if you didn't vote for Donald Trump? Yeah, I've we've covered this. OK, so what's going to happen there is that we're going to give them fake nuclear codes. Oh, I see. I okay. see. It's all okay. it's all beginning to make sense now. And now it's a very complicated scenario because you have one day, you know, with the nuclear yeah. codes, you have one day to get it done. So mm-hmm. we're just going to keep doing this every day until somebody wins. Oh, okay. I see. So like, like if no one wins the lottery, you just keep like upping the price. Are you familiar and... with uh, Hindu uh, Hindu theology? A little bit, yeah. Are you familiar with the concept of the triune nature of Vishnu? Oh, yes. The preserver, the creator, the destroyer. Yeah. When you look at that man who should legally should be sitting in that chair in the White House. Right. And he has the swoop. Yeah. And he's a beautiful guy. Yeah. 
You should. Well, you should think of Shiva because he's oh, right. here to to really get stuff going. Right. That's why he's here. So this is something that I've been thinking about for a long time. Um, not to rant, of course, about no, it, no. But we're we are we're very close mm-hmm. now. Now I have a question. I have a question for you, Ace. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, in regards to what? <laughs> All of it. What's coming? Um, hmm. I think. Well, going back to the Titanic analogy, I'm probably going to be the person being pushed off the boat. But that's fine. <laughs> I think the smartest thing to do is probably to sell all your guns because you're not going to need them. Right. And your Bitcoin. Not if you're a MAGA patriot. Right. Oh, right. Right. Because they'll protect you. Right. Because they always have. As they have to many people many times before, they've protected. Yeah, we don't really even need guns if Donald Trump is in the White House. Because, you know, if if we're his guy, he's our guy. Donald Trump wants you to have guns, though. Oh, okay. Right. You understand? Yeah, he can't do it all himself. Donald Trump understands that every good American citizen is also a police officer. Yes. So <laughs> you know that you know what I mean when I say and I know that's a complex idea but we're really tracing things like back Cato the Elder. We're uh-huh. going very far back. Yeah. Every good Amer- everybody who has a citizenship, I don't even know how they give it out cuz I, yeah, I was just given one. I'm a very lucky guy. Mm-hmm. Everyone who has, I guess, it's a citizenship card, a birth certificate. They have an obligation to be the best police officer that they can be. Absolutely. Because that is, do you understand? Like, yeah. if you're not a police officer, you're not a citizen. You're right. in residence, you know? Exactly. You're, as they yeah. say, you're, a you're not a stakeholder. Yeah. In the situation, right? So, what Donald Trump and this is, I this is true, okay. What Donald Trump wants is for everyone who he likes to be a, an officer of the law, right? Because he that's what law is. Yeah, yeah. We want to basically. Donald Trump is a very forward guy. He wants to dismantle the police force, yeah. right? Which is shocking until you find out that he wants to basically deputize everyone who's in a, who is what will what will be redefined as an american patriot nationalist right citizen of america that's what yeah, he that wants. makes sense to me there'll be no more distinction between like you know the you know you have the elites in washington but he's just he he's going to be a true nationalist and nationalize the police force and everyone we're going to nationalize is, the police yeah. force yeah right yes yeah. that's and i think that that's the right move because you're seeing you know defensive i don't even know guy fellas i don't know if you're going to be allowed to post this you're seeing <laughs> You're seeing, you know, defense attorneys throughout the country who are just set telling lies. Fellas, can you believe this is the country we live in? That the the guys who are supposed to interpret the law mm-hmm. are telling lies. I've yeah, do you really? I'm I'm yeah. I'm amazed by that revelation, frankly. What do you what what what, what kind of activity specifically are you referring to with that? Because I believe it. 
there's a there's a there are two there's a lot of citizens there right are. now. We don't even know the number, really, yeah. or what or what they've been charged with. We've been haven't been told a lot, but mm-hmm. there are people still two and a half years later who are sitting in jail cells yeah. because they took a guided tour through the Capitol building. Right. Okay. Yep. So we, this is what was, and now I, were they violent? Who cares? No. Right. <laughs> but, but, but can I be honest? Can I be honest? Yeah. I'm going to MAGA unit one, one, one is going to tell you the things that MAGA believes without encoding it. Okay. We're right. going to just, we're going to come out and we're going to say it. Who gives a fuck if they were violent? Exactly. It, yeah. Everybody's violent all the time. And, right. and the, you know, you go, well, what about the BLM protesters? We should have arrested all that. But they didn't. But they didn't. They let most of them go. So I say, well, good. Let them go. And then also, you got to get these January Sixers out. You got to get them out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. You got to get them out. Because Absolutely. it's fair and square. You know, have you, are you, are you familiar with the city of Seattle? Yes, I've heard of it. They can go out there. Did you know that in Seattle you can go, hey, you motherfucker, I want to fight you. And they go, yes, I want to fight you too. And they yeah. can just kill one another on the street and nobody says a word. It's a great system. A, this is a legal process for yeah. them. They've instantiated killing people you don't like as a legal process. Yeah. And I find that to be interesting. That's very interesting how things work like that. So this is what I'm saying, fellas. You know, you asked a great question. How does Donald Trump get us to the next stage? He pardons every criminal in America. Let's come out. Absolutely. One. The ones who don't belong in prison, they're going to behave because they always did. And the ones who do belong in prison, there's nowhere left to put them. <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that sounds that that sounds functional. Yeah. Well, we're gonna. Well, what I'm talking about doing is everybody gets a second chance. Right. Okay. That's. I am what people don't understand about Ultra MAGA is that what we want is equity. Now that's uh-huh. now you're thinking to yourself, hey, wait a minute. I've heard the term equity used by liberals. That's right. right. But I we we think on the Ultra MAGA thing is everybody gets a second chance because that's the promise of America. So what you punch a guy? Yeah. Right. Who cares? Sometimes you punch a guy. And did you kill him? No. Did he have to go to the hospital? Yeah. Pay him. Give him the money. Shake hands. Yeah. Be adults about it. <laughs> yeah, maybe exactly. you, maybe, maybe you skinned a guy alive and he's right. in your bathtub now. Whatever. Is it your first time? Amazing. Right. You yeah. could be a leather <laughs> worker. Go yeah, on exactly. Etsy and open up a store. And do exactly. something with your life. We're mercantilists. What you're, you're saying you know, is this is a really forward thinking, right? This is really yeah. forward thinking. You're like, no, okay, cr- well, this person made a mistake, but what can they produce? You know, what can no, they listen give, to me? Uh, here's here's of- you know what they normally say? Hmm. No victim, no crime. Bullshit. Yeah. No crime, no victim. 
<laughs> right. We'll just flip it, reverse yeah. it, and yeah. that's also true. Yes. <laughs> it is a true statement. I'm, I, now, I, for one, asking. would be happy to shop from Ed Gein's Etsy shop. Me, personally. Right. There's only going to be one jacket in there. Right. You won't do it again. One of a kind. Yeah. People aren't yeah, given yeah. enough second chances. And I'm not, and I don't, I listen, fellas. I'm no progressive, okay? I don't think people deserve second chances because they're inherently the same. No, I think people deserve second chances because I believe in kind of one-upping yourself. (laughs) Trying again. You know what I mean? Trying again. (laughs) So what they don't understand about Ultra Mega is it really is, it's an approach to freedom that I would say is radical. You know, there's no other, there's no philosophy out there that says Mm -hmm. everybody gets a second chance. None of them, none of them say that. I've never heard that. Instantiate that. I've never heard that. I learned a lot from working in the city of Chicago under the DA was that sometimes to live in an exciting way, people need a little chaos in their life. Absolutely, you get bored of it. On a, they need to believe that the percentage of people that they don't want to be in as statistics is just high enough where life is interesting. Yeah. That's, 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 we need to get to the point where you go, oh my God, a thousand people a day are getting clipped on the street. And that's enough. And you go, I could be one of them. And when you're in that state where you're like, I could be one of them, that's where, Honestly, America is, you know, they talk about foundationalism. They talk Mm -hmm. a lot about creating a new frontier. Man, Uh if you think you're going to get killed like 1% each day, 1% chance, you're going to live life very fruitfully. Absolutely, yeah. There's proof of that, too. I mean, that's why why driving is so exciting. It's because people die all the time doing that shit, and that's why everyone loves it. All the time. Yeah, all the time. Drunk driving. Do you know how many people drunk drive because it's exciting? Oh, yeah. so much fun. Or so I've heard. It's a lot. It's a. <laughs> it's a. <laughs> gonna have to edit that. Just take note of the time. Whatever. Because they're gonna. They're not gonna let you pass the bar. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta edit that. So and edit the stuff about me talking about how you should kill people. Also, so. <laughs> Because I've had three, I've had three, I've had three Buffalo Traces, fellas, and I'm telling you what I really feel. This is how I really feel. I hope you have that fourth on standby. I'm not a violent guy, but I, you know, I played a lot of violent video games. Right, right. You, everyone gets you know what I mean. Sometimes you know? I'm a little just, bit. I would. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Grew up watching yeah. wrecked threads. I know that one day that window pane is going to slide out of the socket and fall down on my head and kill me. And that's what. Ultra Mag is all about is knowing right. you're gonna probably be killed. A live leak, it's a live leak watermark on your life, where you're <laughs> yeah, you just know it's a possibility at all times. Let me talk about someone else now. Yeah. Okay, we talked about this is the situation we're going into. I want to talk about Ron DeSantis. Oh, oh okay. Now I've heard yeah. I've heard some people who who have been MAGA say that this guy's really really good. He's a fuck. He's a fuck. He's a fuck. Ron DeSantis is out there 
doing book tours in New York City mm-hmm. while East Palestinians are are growing eyes. Yeah. Growing They're growing I've eyes. Seen I've seen it on the pictures on Gab. What does that you have to do with you can't But what does listen, that have to do with Israel? Is, well listen, city city slicker. <laughs> city slicker. Listen. Because you're a city slicker, you know, you don't <laughs> understand the plight of the Midwest. Here's the deal. People are people are drinking shit in the Midwest. They're drinking garbage. Okay? We know, you know, Ace. I yeah. know your hometown, but yeah, I looked yeah, it I'm, up. I'm, I'm I know where you're from. Yeah. You're you're from basically one of those pipeline bursting areas. I yes, I am. Yeah. That's where you're from. Yep. You got to understand people like where they're from like that. They've had, they're sick of it. They are just, they are tired of infrastructure, which, which seems to be built badly. From the, the same start. potholes existing for 20 years. Never How do you fixed. build a pothole is what the East Palestinians are asking themselves on a daily basis. Right. And then one day they go, check this out. One day they go, blow the fucking thing up. <laughs> yeah. They go, the government go, it's like the move bombing, but for Caucasians. <laughs> they go <laughs> they go blow the fucking thing up. Uh-huh. And they did. And they blew it yeah. up. And now there are kids who are being born with asthma that that'll never go away. They're right. doing the government is treating us the way that we treated the Vietnamese. And that's wrong because it was right. wrong to treat the Vietnamese that way. But we can't change that. That happened. So we right. can't do it again. We do it again. This is just very bad. So this is what people in the Midwest are feeling. They're feeling like their government is trying to blow them up, trying yeah. to kill them. And, and frankly, and Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, just doesn't care. Well, I appreciate you trying to segue, segue me back in. But there, here's the thing. Ron DeSantis, <laughs> Ron DeSantis goes to East Palestine. Uh-huh. He goes to East Palestine. Do you know what he says? No. Do you know what he says? I did a lot for the state of Florida. Go eat a dick. (laughs) Eat a ball bag. You did a lot for the state of Florida. These people are from East Palestine. Right. These people are not from Florida. They're cold weather whites. They're not Floridians. Stop acting like you've done a lot for them. Yeah. You haven't yeah. done a lot for them. And and Florida isn't even culturally uh, similar to like the Midwest at all. Like Florida is filled with more city slickers than any Midwestern uh, state in the country. And you know what? There's a lot of people who will go, yeah, but what about North Florida? There's 52 people in North Florida. Yeah, it's basically five, just a part of Georgia. It's basically five yeah. tens and a two is how many yeah, people right. are there. Right. He is a, you know. They called him desanctimonious. Do you know? You know what that means? Yes. Yeah. It means possessing sanctity, holiness, yeah. holiness. Yeah. He goes over there and he's like, "Kiss my tip," because I did a lot for Florida. Yeah. Now and he doesn't even have the balls to go. So you should get out of this shithole. Mm-hmm. And move to Florida. Right. He doesn't even have the balls to say what he really feels when he goes there. He goes, right. you know, this place is great. 
Uh, we've got a lot of businesses from Florida that have uh, franchises here. That's what he. That's what he says. Stuff like that. <laughs> he, that's what they think. That's what Ron DeSanctimonious thinks about the Midwest uh-huh. where yeah. you're from. As yeah. he goes, oh, these are these. This is like he thinks about it metaphorically. He goes, right. oh, this is the biggest cow's tit to milk. This right, shithole exactly. where they have just enough money to survive and mm-hmm. not a penny more. And you know what? The education, it's low. And you know yeah. what? The nutrition, it's low. So what do they do? They go to shitty schools and they learn how to twerk. And then they also they go to TikTok. And then they're on Chinese TikTok. They are on TikTok and they're twerk. And you've met, listen to me, fellas, you've met white trash trailer people they are a powerful american force that needs to be utilized in a better way and the way that the way that the cities treat these folks is that they are they are they are part of the i was at a renaissance fair Uh recently and those people who work at the renaissance fair they're human beings with regular lives but the way that the city slickers think about these people is that they're carnival workers. They're right. carnival workers, except they're spending the money. Okay. Right. They have to dress like carnival workers, but also I get on the ride and they got to pay for it. So that's what the, they think. So Ron De Sanctimonious goes to East Palestine and he goes, I built the bridge in Florida. What do you mean you built the bridge in Florida? You dumb, you dumb miserable fuck. What do you mean you built a bridge in Florida? Now, I don't really believe the state of Florida needs to be paying for what happens in Ohio. There's other groups who need to pay for what happens in Ohio. But don't go over there and go, hey, Florida's got great weather. Just be a man and say, get out of Ohio. Right. It's like entering someone's house to be here. It's like if someone invites you into their home and then you're talking about how much how better your house is the whole time you're there. (laughs) Every you know everybody, and and this is the thing about people from the Midwest. This is the thing about people from Florida. They go, I'm I'm not leaving the 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 Ohio River Valley, which will one day spawn a a, a radioactive creature that will destroy that will be our Godzilla. That's what yeah. the Ohio River is. It's the yeah. American Ganges. Give me a break. You have an attachment to here. Your family's been here for four generations. Your last name is Irish. Get over yourself. <laughs> Move, get out of there! And if Ron, and if Ron, and if Ron the Sanctimonious doesn't want to throw money at the problem to fix it, but he wants to go down there and go, well, you know, I did a lot for the state of Florida. He's telling this to people who make eleven dollars a month and live in mud huts, and they and they and they. But truly, it's one of the poorest regions in the fucking country. They live in a place what are called they Palestine. Do? Of course, it is. It's a misery, right? And it's an absolute misery. And now, and I, and and you know what will happen is these they these people will be pushed either into genetic extinction because they won't be able to live anywhere. So what mm-hmm. are they going to do? Have kids? They all die of starvation or whatever. And you know who moves to East Palestine? It becomes an excess Silicon Valley bank location. They turn right. it into a fucking. They turn it into a three D printing hub. It's America's first. 3D printing friendly city is what they do. And you know what they do? They probably print pipelines. That's probably what they'll do there. <laughs> they'll learn from their mistakes with all the and now there are just people's generations of people who are just gone, right? So Ron yeah. De Sanctimonious, I'm not saying he's a lib. 
I'm not saying he's a, you know, a, 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 a progressive. What I'm saying is when you go there, right. And you mm-hmm. go, Hey, people who make $11,000 a year and, and you're all on food stamps. I did a lot for the state of Florida. You should come down for a vacation and see the monument they built of me in Tampa. That's what right. he says to them. Like yeah, an Atlantean, the like an Atlantean talking to a to a tribal uh, European, an Atlantean descending upon a Neanderthal and going, hey, if you ever get a chance to visit, there's a lot here you'll enjoy if you can afford to stay. Right. That's yes. what, that's why this, that's why people won't Trump, actually vote for him. Yeah, it, it, so DeSantis he doesn't even seem to really care about these people. Whereas Trump, he seems to actually value these people, right? As as Americans. I've been doing a bit this whole time, so I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. But in all seriousness, I do feel that way. Yes, <laughs> I, do feel I that mean, way. Like, DeSantis, like DeSantis is just like, hey, this is a good way for me to win votes. And you know, you know McDon- and, and- he bought a McDonald's. Donald Trump bought a McDonald's, right? And, and yeah, he exactly. filmed it. Yeah. And so the thing with Donald Trump is, I actually do believe he cares about these people. I do, yeah. but I also go, the guy's a pragmatist. He's going to film it. Of course, he's right. going to film and, it. He knows it makes these, him look great. Yeah. And as you said, this could be a very powerful tool, tool for the MAGA movement. I mean, uh, you know, be. Midwesterners, uh, they're God's most cracked up soldiers, right? Well, uh, it's so, beyond that. And a lot of them go out and vote. They take a lot of time out of their yes. day to go and do stuff like that. Yes. So, so it's good to spend yeah. a lot of time on me. After they have ingested crack cocaine. Yeah, they'll go out and they vote. They barely have jobs. <laughs> yes. They'll go out and vote. So anyway, I don't know. My point is, I'm going back out of character. My point is, <laughs> Donald Trump. Well, who's supposed to represent these fucking people? Pete Buttigieg? Right. <laughs> right. He didn't buy the McDonald's. Pete Buttigieg is from a place called Left Bend. I'm not even going to make the obvious joke that everybody's already made. <laughs> <laughs> he, the guy is supposedly from this kind of a place. Maybe not quite as derelict as East Palestine. He's from this kind of place. He would shit on them. He would <laughs> shit on every one of them. He would go door to door. Yeah. People to judge would go door to door, taking little shits on every single one of their doorsteps and probably putting a bow around it. Yeah. And that's what he and, would do. And in, in comparison to this, uh, Trump actually is seeming to, you know, care about, you know, the average person. He, he's, he, did you even see uh, today he was talking about what he did for farmers? Did you see this, Dean? I sent you the video. Why don't you, uh, why don't oh, you, why don't you play that? Crap? I'd be happy to. Oh, okay, love to yeah, let, let's, let's listen to this. This is great. <laughs> Let me unlock the soundboard and, and oh, also, and also get the video going. <laughs> I, I do, I do. I almost didn't remember the, the, what you're about to put on, but yeah, yes. Yeah, this is, yeah. God damn it. I know it's better in the app. Shut up. Well, can't you edit? Can't you just edit it? <laughs> Here, here's the thing. You're going to need to edit a lot. Happy and rich again. Can you turn it up a little? It's a little low. It is a little low. I can turn it up, though. Here. Let me, uh, let me give it a little boost there. Let's hear my president. <laughs> and I made farmers hey. happy and rich again. And they're doing a fantastic job. And you know what? Someday it'll become time for them to leave this beautiful earth. And they'll be able to leave their farm without taxes to their children. I got rid of the death tax on farms. 
so that when you do pass away, on the assumption that you love your children, you can leave it to them and they won't have to pay tax. But if you don't love your children so much, and there are some people that don't, and maybe deservedly so, it won't matter. Because frankly, you don't have to leave them anything. Thank you very much. Have fun. He's it's gorgeous the way that he it talks is. to people is gorgeous it's so it human it's it so it's like the guy is it's like it's very business this is how business people talk they don't ever business is not formal that's a political thing this is really business is i go to a lot of business meetings and the ceo of the company is going i got a dick itch everybody you got to give me a minute. So, and I and I like I really appreciate the informality. That's a yeah. that's an ultra maga character. I like the now, fact that he gave me permission to hate my children. That's well, yeah. I you know, and I and I and I agree with him because sometimes you give birth to a bad seed. You yeah, really it does happen periodically. Yeah. Yes, and you know, and you know, and a lot of people go, "There's no bad kids. There's only bad parents." And you know what? Ninety five percent of the time. 95% of the time. I'm willing to agree. We're talking about a real, there's a bad baby out there. You know what yeah. I mean? There's sometimes a lot of kids. Born fucked up. Sometimes you are born fucked up, right? So what I really like about this is that this is the guy who's going to usher in the next American epoch. And he's right. going and telling every American you can buy the farm. Exactly. beautiful? You're going to buy the farm in the national park. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's Absolutely. beautiful. And I what love the, his, uh, I, yeah. his closing, thank you, have fun. He wants us to have fun. He wants us to have a good time. Well, and, you know, this is a guy who goes out and he threatens prosecutors, you know? He right. goes out and he takes a picture of himself on Truth Social holding a baseball bat pointed at uh, Alvin Bragg's head. The guy yeah. said, this is great. And I don't mean that as in, you know, go and attack them. I mean, that's a great image. That's marketable. Oh, it, it really is. People Absolutely. like People like to see combat. They like to see combat. They really do. Absolutely. And it sells. And it sells. And I think um, what really moves, this is, fellas, this is really why I'm a MAGA guy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get emotional here, I'm, you know, because it means a lot to me. I'm a MAGA guy because I want to live in a country where the boss tells people who don't do their jobs to go fuck themselves. Yeah, sure. They took a guy. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. A non-binary identifying individual was stealing people's clothing and luggage. luggage. Yeah. Joe, <laughs> Joe Biden didn't even say a peep. <laughs> You have a that has As gone totally unnoticed by the administration. It's unbelievable. It's the thing. <laughs> As a, as a, I, you don't even need to be partisan about it to go. What are you doing, you dumb fuck? That's neutral. You That's can't be stealing. stealing. You cannot be stealing people's luggage. That is my job. <laughs> why is? But why is he? Why did why if Donna if 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 Sam Brinton was mm -hmm. in was if Sam Brinton was doing that job and then goes and steals that luggage under the Donald Trump regime, mm -hmm. Sam Brinton he, Sam Trump is going to tell Sam Brinton 
go take a hike, you fucking loser. Right. Go take a hike. Yeah. yeah there's absolutely. just no there's no vigor. I'm saying it very carefully. There's no there's no authority. <laughs> there's no now you fellas are black flag waving pirates. Yeah. You're bad people. To some extent, but, yes. you know. You gotta you gotta admit this is pathetic. It's really oh, yeah. bad. Well, here's the other thing too. I was wondering I was wondering about this. I already killed the joke, the setup's too long. Sam Britton should have been head of the TSA. That's it. Move on. <laughs> uh, also, I don't know. Um, Maggie Unit, I don't know if you saw the video of, from the audio you just listened to, but I, I did want to point out that um, Trump, uh, he's been looking um, oranger, like his face, his complexion. Yeah, I've noticed. Orange. Is that I've a noticed. sign? Of, does that correlate to his power level? Like, does that mean- you know, Madame Blavatsky back in the 1890s wrote a book called The Secret Doctrine, and inside of it, she traces the anthropological evolution of the human. Right? Yes. It was very controversial, right? But you go all the way back to the beginning of it, and there were the Polarans. They came out of the center of the earth. Whatever. Who gives right. a fuck? It's mm-hmm. Buddhist. Whatever. The second stage is the Hyperboreans, okay? They oh, were right. golden. They yes. were golden. This is what you're seeing. You're seeing a man... Okay. You're seeing a man at the peak of human spiritual uh, evolution, and we've been right. experiencing a devolution since. You, you couldn't I have a, you have you have the palest dead guy Joe Biden, and you have a glowing. I mean, he almost looks like an like an unnamed periodic element. He is, it's <laughs> right. you, it's hard to describe the the vibe that that guy gives off when it's just his pupils are shining with light and he's basically in blackface. There's an, it's an intense when he's you know because you've seen this when he's really melanated. You know what uh-huh. I mean? When he's like when when he's on spray when he's on spray when he's doing the artificial when he's in suntan style and you can tell when he's doing all three because. None of, around the eyes. It's there's yep. no. He's in. A he's line. doing all three because he's yep. constantly wearing, uh, you know, goggles. Which for all three of those things, you need to wear goggles. So he is currently in a stage where he's so melanated <laughs> that he is. And I and I agree with foremost theorists like Doctor Umar. Melanation corresponds to it to an intrinsic. Uh, 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 alignment with the cosmos, I'll say. Right, yeah. Alignment, alignment right. with the cosmos. I don't, you know. So when the more melanation that Donald Trump is experiencing, the more he's really appreciating psionic potential. Um, yeah. you know, psychic ability, and you can feel that when he's up there on the stage, and he's oh, yes. uh, that, he's hits a tone too. There's a yeah. tone. That uh, I mean, it's art, you know, it's art. Some people, you know, they appreciate um, a nice Shostakovich, maybe the Ninth Symphony, right? (laughs) Other people, they enjoy, you know, a trip to go and see the Dali exhibit out there in, in, in the Dali Museum. Some people like the fine arts. Some people like, man, you can imagine being just a Viking, right? The year is 12. And you're a Viking, <laughs> and you're sitting yeah. on a log, and and there's a guy with a stringed instrument, and he's going, 
I banged my wife on a, and he's singing and you go, this is guy's an artist because he's able to take, you know, he's able to take a sound and turn it into a feeling that's undeniable. And when Donald Trump is up there, he's a modern day Viking bard. He's up there and he is, yeah. and he's a, and I mean, you see how we're approaching a very hyperborean essence. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Tra- is, I see. Yeah. I is, see uh, we're, there's a hyperborean essence to, mm-hmm. to, to Donald Trump, a kind of originality. You know, they say vampires, right? A vampire yeah. is born and they just live forever unless you kill them. So we have, yeah. we have pre-Diluvian <clears throat> vampires on earth, right? Whatever. They've been around right. forever. Donald Trump, is like that, but not an evil vampire. He's a, an essential being currently inhabiting a human form. He I is, see. I see. He is time itself turned yes. into the human form. Yeah. I did see. Okay. I did see one individual uh, on on the internet who is uh, convinced and 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 kind of to your point, uh, absolutely convinced that uh, he's actually the second coming of Jesus Christ. Or or whatever form now, that would take in in this physical plane. Now now I am, as you know, I am a Christian. I I, I, I must reject it out of a couple of verses I'll pull, but I will say this. It it hints on it hints on something which I think is undeniable. Um remember that the millennium precedes the chaos. Right? there's a right. good era which precedes the end of times. Uh, that means that means that it gets good before it gets bad. So I agree. I agree that Donald Trump were, as they say, we're either here for a good time or we're here for a long time. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's so always Donald one of the Trump, two. What I, be- what I agree with the messianic concept is now the Messiah, the term Messiah, if I do remember, means to point people's eyes towards that's what it means or something to that effect. The Messiah is one who points people's eyes in a direction, right? So if that's the case, Donald Trump is going, look what's on the way, everybody look over there. And that is, and that is where he fulfills that truth. He's going, look what's on the way. And is he going to promise it? Is he going to maybe, maybe now I don't believe this is the existential end because as you fellows know, I'm an American eternalist. I think this is going to go on near best till the end of time. Cause I, I love this country, but I will say, I will say Donald Trump is, is a unique figure in history, much in the way of some other figures in unique in history. Napoleon perhaps is a good one. Um, Julius Caesar, another uh, uh, memorable, and then maybe um, Mahatma Gandhi. He's a little Mahatma Gandhi because he's he is. I don't know if you guys know this about Donald Trump. He's a pacifist, right? Yes, he's a pacifist. So to me, that's there's a lot of great qualities. Sure, sure, and it, it's like the when I mean, you mentioned like Mahatma Gandhi and all this. It's kind of the ascended masters thing. From from like New Age spirituality, where it's like now that you have here a figure who could be in 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 many years' time looked back upon as one of these ascended masters, due to all these things that you're saying, this hyperborean existence and the and the sort of right. spiritual enlightenment. 
Yes. And, and he obviously has a dynasty in his family, right? I mean, if you look at Baron Trump, the kid is, what, 14 and he's eight feet tall. I mean, you know, there's he's something got there. very He's got very powerful – he's got a very powerful showing. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of energy there. It is It is super fucking weird how demigod-like that kid is. Like, it is, it is really you fucking strange. That, <laughs> do you notice that he has – do you notice that he has – uh, and and I mean this. I do mean this. Um, a lizard look. <laughs> there is. There is. <laughs> it's like it's like and now it's like a less nerdy Zuckerberg kind of thing going on, where it's like almost abhuman in a way. It's like yeah, Pepe was is, a human. He's got a. He's got a. You look at him and you go, that kid is going to grow up to be somebody whose face looks great carved into marble. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seriously, if I'm, yeah, I, you know, I, I now, okay. So you ask me, here's a serious statement. Who, if I had to choose, like when we're looking towards the future, right. We're looking mm-hmm. towards, um, like what the, so I'm a MAGA guy. Yeah. I'm a, that probably, until it ends, yeah. means that I'm a, a Republican. Sure. Right. So you look into the future and you go, who do the Republicans have, you know, that, that where there's promise for mm-hmm. the future? Because, you know, unfortunately, we were just talking about this Trump last won't episode. live forever. We were. He won't right. live forever. Oh, you were? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Well, you should have saved it for this one, fellas. I, I, <laughs> I think there's an undeniable truth. The future of the Republican Party, a guy named Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami. Now, okay, going, I've never heard of the guy. No, that's right. You've never heard of the guy because here's the deal. Usually that first presidential run is where everybody gets to know you anyway. And that's why people do it. He hasn't had one yet. Francis Suarez is, I'm going to be honest, fellas. He's a beefcake. Okay. He's a smart guy. All right. He's got a sexy voice. Boom. That's three (laughs) things right there. You got three things right there. He is handsome. He's a handsome fella. He's got a sexy Cuban American. No, you're right. He is 100%. Guys, I'm not. He is he's uh, a great looking man. He is really, really handsome. Wow. He's doing he's doing the he's pulling the the he's got a this is what this is a this is a Latino thing. Okay, he's got a he's got a he's got a form that was very similar to a guy like, oh, fuck. What was his name? Um, The younger Cuomo. The fuck was that yeah, guy's name? Yeah, I was about Andrew. to say he looks like he could get away with being an Italian. Chris almost. Cuomo. Yes, well, that's the power of the Latino in America. Twenty twenty three, the Latino is going to be an underestimated uh, force, and I mean charismatically. Is he Cuban? Um, is he a Cuban it, descendant? Oh, he's Cuban. He's very Cuban, and he's I'm telling you he's got he's got. You know how you go to Louisiana and they have an accent, and you go mm-hmm. ah. It's beautiful. It's like putting yeah. lime on a taco, right? The taco's good. The taco's mm-hmm. the American voice. Then you put the little lime on top. You got some flavor. The Cuban-American accent 
is very charismatically powerful, right? Oh, yeah. Not to mention, this guy hits the gym. Not to mention, he's got a full head of hair. He's got a strong brow. He's got a nice cheek line, all right? So why am I talking about all this physical stuff? Well, he's gorgeous. That's all the women's (laughs) votes right there and every gay guy's vote. And I mean in terms of of if those people are already primed to vote for a Republican, right? So Mm -hmm. that's important because he's still got to persuade them. But if he does, he's the obvious choice over some some guy with a two, you know, a double chin, right? And I'm sorry, that's just the way that it is. I don't mean to be, you know, I'm just pointing out the way people vote, right? So right. this guy's got the look. Does he have oh, absolutely. what it takes? Here's the thing. He's just got to go out there and call some Democrat a cunt. May I suggest Elizabeth Warren or Kamala Harris? You and you, you have to. This is how Republicans will vote for you because they're in a dysgenic mood. They want to destroy. <laughs> the way that you're going to get a Republican to vote for you is to go up there and go. You don't know what you and and do it to like someone with power, right? Someone you yeah, can get yeah. up there on stage. So who can Francis Suarez get where there's power? He's got to be running against somebody. First of all, you got to do it to a Republican. Right. You have to do it to a Republican. Well, that's what so he's that's gotta, actually no, no shit. That's what Donald Trump showed. You, is you, that, well, like you have not to have an opportunity to go across a Democrat for very right. long. So you have to burn your own party first. You got to right. go out there and you got to call. I'm trying to think of the right person, because if you if you if you swing too high. There's going to be a problem. Well, it depends. I mean, Ted Cruz's wife, Trump went after Ted Cruz's wife and he just kind of bent over and took it. This guy is no Trump. I am going to say this guy is not a Mahatma. This guy is not at that final stage the way Donald Trump is. Wait, so what you saying? He's a few like years down on the hierarchy. He's on. No, he's you there, can't get you can't get to Donald Trump's level. You're okay. born that way. You oh, just, I see. You're just when you when you're on the cr- character creation menu and mm. you pick an origin where you start yeah. 10 levels ahead, you mm. can't teach that. OK, right, that's you, you yeah. are. So you, no, Mitch McConnell never be Donald Trump. You can get now. You, Mitch McConnell. You he could go after Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. You yeah, can batter Mitch easy. McConnell. Yeah, you can. But, just, it, yeah. but the problem is you can batter Mitch McConnell. All you please at, you know, at this point, he has no power. Right. He's got no power anymore. You got to go out there and you got to take down somebody unexpected. So I don't know who that is. I'm trying to tease it here. I don't know who it is. It could be anybody, but you got to go out there and go, you dumb cunt. You don't know the first fucking thing about this country. You can't do it with Ron DeSantis because that guy is your boss. Right. And that's going to be a hell for you. Yeah. You can't. Otherwise, that would be the right person. Shut up, you cunt. You don't know a thing about. Although, if you're if you're in the play where you're risking it all, you're like, I'm just going to go big or go home. That might be a good play. I will. Thing is, why has nobody got up on that stage and gone? Not one motherfucker on this stage understands truth. You know, you go and you hit high. You go high. You talk. You call them out on their moral grounds. You go. Yes. This guy's a. This guy's an animal. This guy sucks. 
that this is the Trump thing, right? This is what he did. That's yes. what Republicans want more of. Ron DeSanctimonious isn't going to go out there and do that. He's got a different style that doesn't resonate with middle Americans where he goes, you know, we had a problem. I fixed the problem. That's, right. We don't want to hear Romney. that you fixed. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to hear that you're you get the job done. We want to hear that the guy that you fired will never get a job again. That's right. what we want to hear. Right. I mean, so I think the average Republican people. The average Republican wants to see other Republicans on the primary stage on the ground dead. Right. Ted, Cruz, Ted Cruz doesn't have a nut anymore. He has right. one testicle left because Donald Trump on stage took one of those knives and took it off on yeah. stage. Yeah. Ripped it right off of him on stage and squished it in his hand. Here's an interesting. <laughs> now you've got me looking because now I, I have a I have a curiosity with regard to Miami city government because they hired Art Acevedo out of Houston. And Art Acevedo. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That fucking scumbag. Bulldog. <laughs> yeah. The guy's, he, a, the guy's a, a police union bulldog. He'll do whatever the police union tells him. Yeah. And he is a, he is a ridiculous scumbag. But Art Acevedo went, uh, he, he went, it was almost like in the dead of night. Like he escaped Houston and went to Miami. Nobody <laughs> knew he was leaving. Um, yes. And so yes. he went to Miami. Now, this is something I find very interesting, okay? Francis Suarez was very jubilant and braggadocious about having hired yes. Art Acevedo, and then he they had were, somebody yeah. else fire him. He had Noriega fire him. Yep. This seems very political to me. Well, there was seems there was, like a, uh, there was um there this, was malpractice on Acevedo's part in Florida. Oh yeah, he and also described the, the people running the fucking city as a Cuban mafia. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. There was there was there was certainly a mal. But this is I need to, and this again I'm going to breach into the real here. Now you you guys um the two of you guys fall in a particular political understanding. Um I. I, but you, the, both of you are able to detach from that yeah. to understand mm -hmm. what oh, yeah. I want to express here. In the 1970s, New York, the city of New York, was a hellhole. Yep. Uh, it, it was indescribably one of the worst places that you could be in most of Manhattan, in most of, the, in most of Brooklyn. In, in, the, in Queens, the only reason why, if you look at the, if you look at the crime statistics – why Queens did not experience the rise in the level of crime was because of the presence of the Italian mafia under the Gambino family. That mm -hmm. was why. There's the only reason why, because there were businesses were paying protections and, and guess what? You know, they go, um, they go criminals will get guns, whether you ban them or not, which is certainly true. Criminals also respect stronger criminals more than police. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. They know that the true. police won't drag them into an alleyway and cut them to pieces. Right. So, yeah. and, 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 and that's just how that is. Now, Miami was dealing with for a very long time, a similar level of like across the board, not isolated to a few areas across the board crime. This isn't the guy who had brought an end to the, this is the guy who continues to carry on the tradition. And what I must explain now is, and, and maybe this is an ethnic judgment, but I don't think it's hard to, 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 to get across for a couple of reasons, especially because uh, uh, the other country I'm about to list is supported by the U.S. government. 
in El Salvador, you've seen what they've done. In El Salvador, they've they have they tell us they've made crime plummet into the earth. Mm-hmm. Now he's working with a lot of those gangs, and that's kind of how they get it done. The mafias are forming. What the the thing that there's a very do you know the concept of the caudillo? Uh, no, no. The the caudillo is when the Spanish uh, colonized Florida and built cities over most existing tribal areas where there are already population presences. Okay, I, I'm familiar with it. I didn't know about the term. Yeah, 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 there had to be a guy who would go around and kick ass mm-hmm, and, yeah. ca- and make people do the things that he wanted. Now, morally, however you feel about that, we're talking politics here. Right, this sure. is all about who can get the most shit done, right. no matter right. whose skull gets crushed in the process right. of doing it. They have employed... Uh, a just bands of these Caudillo thugs, basically, who who are able because of the total abuse of executive privilege throughout this country. The standard has mm-hmm. been set that not a single person thinks that it can be abused anymore. They have now a brief window of time where the Republicans in power have a moral a, 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 a socio moral norm to be able to go executive order to do this executive order to do that because they know that if they do all those things, they'll just keep getting elected. So it'll never get undone by anybody. And that's what everybody knows the game is. And you see in El Salvador. Now I think they're lying about the crime statistics in El Salvador. There's no way that they've managed to accomplish what they've managed to accomplish. There isn't anyway. They th- this strongman concept. I mean, and it goes all the way up to DeSantis. And in, in, in all honesty, uh, they 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 go, oh, it's fascism. It's not fascism because the corporations aren't aligned with it. <laughs> Otherwise, right. we'd be much we'd be much closer towards it because the guy is able with with the club to do as he pleases. Now, if you like what he does, I mean, that's the that's the. That's Hobbes's bargain. Basically, you want the government mm-hmm. to do what you like, because if it doesn't, boy, you better find another place to go because that thing is already in motion. It's not right away that and they are. That is the new style, a, a new Leviathan, I guess, if you will. Mm-hmm. They they understand that politics is power. It's not participation. So right. once you get the power, you need to do things to acquire more. And to cement the power you have, not only with your base, but also play the margins just enough, because there's always going to be people who oppose you in this country, because the one thing these guys can't do is send people into towns and just kind of get rid of anybody who doesn't vote their way, which you can do in Southeast Asia or you can do in Russia. You could do that in a lot of places. You can't do that here. So they and, and you know what? That's that's for the best. That's for the best. They got to do it legislatively to eliminate people. Probably the be- the best uh, countermeasure that we have. Probably the best right. countermeasure that we have. Now there's now, a two, and I want to. I do want to support exactly what you're saying. There's a wonderful book called the uh, called the Dictator's Handbook. It's all about the politics of power, and it is uh, it is exactly what you're saying is described in that book. And they talk about it in in how it functions the exact same way regardless of whatever power position you're talking about whether it's a CEO or a president or a dictator they all do the yeah, same right. things and and it's a it's yes. a fascinating book i recommend people read that what you're what you were saying is 100% correct mm-hmm. 
I've got glad that you said CEO because it gives me license to explain something that I don't I don't I don't talk about much anymore my political leanings. What I have learned in working for a corporation, my sympathies lately have very much been with going we should take the state and turn it into a corporation and it, it should be exactly like the corporation I work for where everybody works or you are just miserable waking up and going in the next day. That's to me works a lot better. What they have here is that's basically what's going on in, in, in Florida largely is Ron DeSantis is treating basically what, what, what a CEO is, is he's basically running a state where there really aren't any regresses to the norms or whether you break them. That's the only real difference is that in a state, certainly in a liberal state is the one we're in, there is a social expectation of norms and behaviors. Now, they're very vague, most of them, but everybody agrees uh, the United States is egalitarian, at least in its Mm -hmm. essence, and that is what people are pointed towards. All of our documents support that. Now, it doesn't express itself as egalitarianism in many ways, but there are ideals. In in a corporation, whatever the working people believe, especially when supplied with, like, an open like, if for instance, if you have a lot of replaceable jobs, they have no political power. And then right. where you get political power is the specialists, the specialist mm-hmm. class. Right. Well, who who is is Miami bringing in? They're bringing in law enforcement. When I say specialists, I mean it has to be licensed or tested so that they can control it as they please. That's a specialist mm-hmm. so that they can control the quality standard because anybody can do metal work, but you don't get to have a license to do it unless they say. So what right. they're doing, who are they bringing in? They're bringing in cops from other states. You got to take a test. They're bringing in teachers from other states. You got to have a degree and a license. So mm-hmm. you got to go there and get your license. They're bringing in tech workers and who are mostly right-leaning, uh, not only in the state of Florida, but they're trying to accumulate them in Texas as well. They're trying to accumulate them in all kinds of states. There's, there's startups. This whole weird thing about how SBV went down and we shouldn't bail it out because those are all just like libs who hate us. Uh, these are like tech corporations. They're almost completely apolitical tech startups. Right. They want to make a lot of money. They're extremely inhuman. Oh, yeah. They, they are, these are the tech startup caudillos of America, mm-hmm. right. like Ron DeSantis, a guy like Suarez. And so let's just, and again, Dino, I've seemed to have your, your resounding agreement. Ace, I'm sure you too. Mm-hmm. Francis Suarez is a way better looking guy than Ron DeSantis. That's a better <laughs> shot. It's a better shot, everybody, because Ron DeSantis looks, as many have said, yeah. like the guy from the Mad Max comic, uh, not Mad Max, <laughs> the fucking Mad TV comics yes he's a yeah. weird guy with strange room, cheeks right? whatever no i don't know what his name oh, is for, uh, what the hell is that guy's name oh i can't remember the, the Irwin penis or whatever oh newmeyer or something like that newman oh yeah, I yeah can't you're remember. almost there i can't mad remember. tv kid what's his name oh we gotta edit francis suarez to, to your point though francis suarez he's handsome enough to give me the creeps, which means he'll be very successful. Like <laughs> right, Alfred E. Newman. Alfred E. Newman, and, um, that's what it is. Alfred E. Newman, and also I feel the very same way about, uh, and I believe it's the very same thing, uh, Gavin Newsom. Yes. I feel oh. the same way. 
like Gavin Newsom is is exactly the same. Newsom has that smarmy politician. uh, Yes, yes, yes. He is such a proficient strong man. He has gotten every single thing done that he's wanted to get done in that state. And of course you go, but isn't California falling apart? It's the sixth strongest economy in the fucking world. It's not falling apart. I was just there. They love being in California. Are mm-hmm. things getting expensive? Yes. So you know who it brings in? Rich people. That's what they want. <laughs> they keep what the they money want. churning. That's what makes them so strong is the money is constantly churning. Mm-hmm. And they play this game. They have basically it's they have Bantu stands in fucking California. They basically go, look, you can't say California isn't the number one altruist. We, we have, we give lots of money out to minority groups. We do all that stuff. It's a Bantu stand. So they can point at it and go, look uh-huh. at how much we do. So we get to remain right. libs, but he has effective control over that. Oh yeah. Over mm-hmm. that state. Right. With a very, and it has a very different culture, obviously, but ultimately, you know, for these people who go, Oh, you know, that kind of politics, it just leads to going bankrupt and getting out of power. It, no, it doesn't. doesn't right. They haven't gone bankrupt yet. I think it depends on how long your time power. horizon is. I think you can only oh churn God, the money for forever. so long. I think yeah, it, yeah. Like, but, that, but that length of time is politically convenient enough where you can be yes. a part of history. Yes. It's long enough. It's a twenty-five year, a twenty-five year dynasty, or twenty-five years worth of control is oh a God, lot in yeah, politics. They'll write a chapter in a book about you. Yes, yeah. they'll write a chapter yeah. in a book about you if you can do that. Uh, and it, to your point, a lot of times, um, people like political scientists or political theorists, they'll oftentimes like dress a lot of like concepts up in like very flowery language, like euphemisms and everything. But at the end of the day, a lot of people, as you said, just want someone else to do the things they want to happen to uh, for yes. them to other people, and then that's really it. Like that's the end. That well, that's, is ultimately. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Which is amazing to me that the two of you can can have a set of principles. I I abandoned them long ago because I know <laughs> I'll be roast I'll be roasting on a pole when somebody decides that it's time to kill me. So I, oh, I'm sure I'm sure I will too. The the I am I am just uh, I am. I am uh, determined to kill some of them too. That's the only real difference. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. And God, and God bless. And God bless because the more people who go, the better. Um, I, I, yeah. I the the anyway the I don't believe in a silent majority necessarily because I, I really do think the sample size for voting is reflective. It's a it's, lot of yeah. people. It's I think it really does in a, the same way that the census can be mm-hmm. accurately predicted from the individual level. And therefore, mm-hmm. we know that the census is a reference to something real. We also know that the voting patterns are so extensive that we know they're a reference to something real. Yep. I really do mm-hmm. think we have a divided country. I don't think that there's some silent majority. Oh, yeah. I also right, don't I think there's a weird nihilistic tend on the right, which goes to say, you know what? The silent majority is probably libs anyway. Shut up. You're <laughs> a coward and a loser. There's a lot of people who give up the game and go, you know what? I bet the silent majority is actually even more libs. You know, they give up like they, they pretend yeah, they like create, most people right. aren't it's just normal. Prophecy, right? They get, they create this like, boogeyman in their head and then they use that 
boogeyman as an excuse to give up, which was their exactly. But those normal people, to your point, and 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 to the point about voting patterns and stuff too, that silent majority of people is checked out from all this shit. They don't even vote. Like that's the like that's the silent majority. that's, That's what I, as a libertarian, used to believe. I, I, as a libertarian, used to believe very strongly that there was a silent majority that just was checked out, tired. You know what I mean? I, I think that is factually correct in that there's a certain number of people who don't participate in voting. Mm-hmm. I think that's correct. But what I don't think is there's a unifying factor that could compel all of those people to vote in no, one direction. There is not. Right. They, 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 it, it, in, in terms yeah. of. That serving as a political critique or a critique of the civilization, it is one. Most people are not engaged in that level of politics, which I guess you could say has implications. I think it has implications for how we're such an internally divided country. It might not have any implications. To no, I think in, it does. In another, and I think it speaks country. to that division. I think, I think what it does is it pushes – politics to be more marginal so you're talking about people who are that's true the people who are more engaged than what i consider to be the silent majority of people who are freaking shut out and don't care i think it has an implication in the negation sense where it's it's telling us something uh that these people are not aligned in a certain way but it's not giving us an implication that oh well these people are obviously libertarians because they're not right no well and i don't and i don't think you've got to be truly delusional yeah yeah you have to be there is a there is a uh there is a political and i don't feel this way you know there's the the argument which i don't i don't agree with i see you guys make the case i would it's a tangent that has no true answer in my opinion when people go anarchy is basically always happening except a few cases so that's Mm -hmm. that's a that's that standard of you you, because you act in a default way the default as we understand as human beings comports with the the belief what i can certainly say is with that silent majority their silence does not comport with even a lack of uh interest right like like right. they'll still get fired yeah. up, but do you know how many people say they'll vote until that day, and then they go, "Ah, he's going to win anyway." I don't right. Yeah, nobody, vote. nobody cares. It's interesting. On the it, it, point, point, oh, go ahead. No, my point only to to point that out is to say that's why I think that that silent majority is already a a a, a reflective image of the way people currently vote. Meaning, you could you could you could make it illegal not to vote. But, you, you know, you could keep everything else the same and we'd mm. still be a divided country. Yeah, there's the idea that you had compulsory yeah, in that. Yeah, 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 right. Right. Yeah, I, the, 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 the probability is that, that that clump of people who are checked out and don't really care and don't vote, if you, they were forced yeah. to care somehow, they would still break out yeah. on the average and it would still be divided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with I that. don't think... I don't think this is essential to nations either. I think it's the um, America's particular case because I do think if you do compulsory voting in a country that's largely homogenous, I don't mean racially, I mean in a lot of ways, there's plenty of countries where there's just a large number of people who all think very similarly, very aligned mm-hmm. cultures. That is a situation where you're probably only, gonna, I mean, you're probably going to get the benefit of getting more people out to vote to assure your victory. You know what I mean? Like to crush uh-huh, right. further any dissenting because dis- you know, you, you know this about Yelp dissenting people will always take more action uh, to yes. express their dissent than yep. people yes. who are pleased. Absolutely. So it, yeah. it does that function. If you're a dictator, you, you make voting compulsory so long as 
you can either control the results of the vote, in which case, why make it compulsory? I, I don't understand that, which I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of dictators just hack the election and don't have it as compulsory. <laughs> right. Um, you give the illusion of free choice. The then, allu- exactly yeah. right. But but in this belief, guys, and I'm sure you guys know this, but there's a lot of countries that have dictators where mm-hmm. the population is also very much behind them. Oh, yes. Very much oh, like absolutely. 80 to 85 percent of the population is like, you keep doing that stuff. And, and we yeah. are very pleased. Right. Yeah. And the dictator would not actually probably not exist if he did not have that overwhelming support in most cases. The, uh, you're you're times. yeah. I mean, certainly you see a, what well, you see what happens when it breaks down hack and democratic. Yeah. You see what well, happens what when mean? that support breaks down. People start cutting off heads. Like when when the support of oh, the yeah, dictator sure. is it, when you reach a critical mass where not enough people support the dictator, the dictator gets killed. I mean that's a that's that well that's that's true. That's the bad. Or they flee to another country. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and they become uh, a scientist touching. or something. Well, that's what country. happened. Wasn't it? Uh, shit. What was the Sri Lanka had that? Didn't they just recently? Was it Sri Lanka? What, well, am I am I yeah, am I forgetting yeah, the nation? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, well, he fled. he fled. He yeah. fled. Right. He just fled. That's yeah. what made me think of it. You said sometimes they flee. Bolsonaro, yeah. Bolsonaro also fled. Yep. Oh, that's right. uh, and he was, I, w- I wouldn't really call him a full on dictator only because he didn't have the power to be one. He's sure. really a um, strong man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still retain a lot of my libertarian vocal sensibilities about these guys, these dictator types is I just, no, I don't believe in a fucking single one of them. Even if you, my proposition was if you can get done the things I want, that's amazing. And here's even better. If you can then dismantle the power that you used to do it right. behind you and then retire, like what fucking Stalin did. Stalin was <laughs> like, I'm going to do all this. And then, you know what? I'm just not going to allow for the retaining of power. I'm just going to fucking dismantle it. And the right. Soviet union collapsed since it just started to collapse ever since. I, I did want to go back. There's one point you made that I found really interesting, and I think a lot of libertarians get this really wrong. So, like in, in the argument that, um, well, you know, we most of our experiences are anarch are anarchic, right? Um, uh, I think a lot of libertarians, when they hear that, some people take it to mean most people are anarchists, and that's not. Oh yeah, no, that's not the case. People, that's, 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 yeah, you know, you have to be insane well, to believe this. Yeah, no. I, well, I will. Yes, but then I will say that the necessary, the necessary thing people have to take away from what you've just said is, and therefore, the number of anarchic actions doesn't mean anything in the game. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's not a. It's an observation that is. It's yes. an observation that lends credence to the notion that people are capable of living peacefully without uh, right. these power it, structures. It, yes. it's, it's not a commentary about the inherent. That's what in it people. is. Yeah, no, it's not. I yeah. feel. I feel. Mm, uh, yeah, I think that shifts the conversation, which not I'm goodness with necessarily, doing, yeah. but self-interest, well, like no, it's cooperation. People, yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. But I, like when 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 I say that, I don't mean to say that. Oh, therefore, because this person's living anarchically right now, or they're creating a state oh, of no. affairs that are anarchic. Therefore, they're not going to stab me in this. Uh, no. in the face. Well, this no. is why no. I think the, <laughs> the 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 smartest thing that you can do with the large number of anarchic actions thing is okay. <laughs> So we know these people who are largely ambivalent to any particular moral philosophy behind their behavior. Mm-hmm. We can still utilize it to further our means. And that's what yes. agorists do. And I mean, yes. that's, yeah. right. those, those who are making platforms to just kind of do things ambivalently, that's the great ambivalence is where I think your side wins is in that right. in that disinterested group, which I don't think you can assume this, but in that disinterested group, 
in a larger concentration and in a smaller concentration in those interested groups, the two the two parties, as far as voters go. Can you can you capitalize on the ambivalence of that group that doesn't do any voting? Well, that's one of the on that ambivalence to create a system that makes them dependent or rather, I guess, loyal to a system that right. isn't supplied a different way. That's one of the things that currency. That's one of the things that we talk about on the show relatively consistently is trying to, you know, one, one of the things that I think some people had a good point about was the idea of being too wrapped up of with, with the notion that you can make people fall in line with your point of view, right? I don't think that's possible, but I don't think that's possible mostly because people don't care. One of the things we talk about well, on the show a I- lot is that most people are just concerned with feeding their fucking family. That's all most people care about. And and so you have to make that easier and 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 relieve pressure on that side. And that's that's all that matters. Ultimately, does that make sense? Well, I will say one. Yes, but I will say one addendum. You said um, you, you we can't change people's minds. The only reason you can't change people's minds is because you don't control the education system. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just being just being yeah. completely honest. No, that's true. No, you yeah, could, that's I entirely think correct. You could, I think you could easily if you take children who are young, you can basically uh, 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 bring to them a, a kind of basic way of existence that will mm-hmm. never change. And by that, you can kind of make them go and search like, uh, what would we say? 99% of people in this country have a basically liberal, basically Christian view of the world. And by yes, basically, I, I mean, no proper nouns necessarily. Right, right, just, right. Just, yes. just they kind of view the world as basically liberal in that there are individuals whose rights supersede the the desires of the group. And yes. that's how our society is organized. Most people in this country do through a, yeah, and through they, a combination they, of like well, cultural osmosis and education. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. And they'll seek to justify contradictions to that pointed out in, in any number of ways, rational or not rational. Mm-hmm. But the point is that they, liberalism has their loyalty. So oh, that's absolutely. one side. And then the Christian side, which is the golden rule. Right, right. I mean, the base, we, we exist in a golden rule country where people find it bad if you don't abide by that golden rule, which right. I, I, I think obviously in any complex system is more complicated than that, including Christianity. But I, we're talking pure basics, what you can basically appeal to. Everybody mm-hmm. in this country is taught those things from day one, and they're right. taught those things through the education system. Yes. And, right. I, I mean, you guys know this. I'm not teaching anything new here. That's the only reason why we don't have a country full of people who call themselves libertarians and probably act in more appealing ways to your guys. That's the only right. reason we could I, I, we could have a highly meritocratic authoritarian society. All we need to do is tell people it's the right way to live. That's it. Right. And they'll believe I, it. They, most people don't do the calculations. Right. I, I, Dean, I, there, I do think um, I, I think something you said, where it's like, yeah, I do believe that. It, on a personal level, most people do just care about like feeding their family, right? On that very basic primal level. I do think where it gets a little trickier though, is because when people have other interests that they themselves have no interest in actually um, um, like um, creating like other states of affairs that that they have no interest in creating, they will, they will be fine delegating those interests to other people. Like, no, that's correct. Right. Right. Well, that's what keeps the, that's what keeps it going is the idea that you can take, I mean, that's, that's, 
that's why the criminal justice system exists in the way that it does. It's because people people like the feeling of not being responsible for their own safety, even right. though yeah, you, you, yep, even exactly. though from a realistic yep. from a realistic perspective on a on a on a on a, on a day to day living point of view you are responsible for your own safety. You just feel Dean like you're I not were, because you have these cops. Yeah. Dean and I were actually talking about this. I think in the last episode or the episode before, but you know, Marx has this whole idea about like alienation of production workflow, right? Like uh, with, yes. with the um, division of labor, obviously um, you, you're producing more, your production is more effective, but the, the individuals feel less responsible for the given the outcome, the product, right? Because they put their, their, um, only working on one little widget that's going into the product as opposed to the whole thing. Um, right. That also works in relation to, let's say, um, a moral responsibility where like um, if I can delegate, if I can just be a little a little piece, a little cog in the machine or focus on one little thing in the whole grand uh, scheme of things, I'm not going to feel as morally responsible for the outcome right. as if I was the one who did the whole thing. So that's why, uh, you know, absolutely. it's much. that's why democracy actually it can be much worse at um you know, all these horrible things that can produce because no one feels really individually responsible for the. Well, I, I will. Here's my, uh, well, I, I, I think in many ways I am a Marxist. Mm -hmm. Um, at least in the way that I look at the cap, I think, I think he, uh, and I've never read Mises. So the caveat is, but I have, I mean, I agree with Marxist theory of alienation in the fact that people have, I mean, he nails a lot about the capitalist system and its effects anthropologically nails a lot about it. Now, Mm -hmm. yeah, I will say this. Everything that you just said, Ace, mm-hmm. the modern corporation has uh, taken into account mm-hmm. uh, in the form of gamification. Oh, yes. Um, I, no, I completely agree with you. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. Well, I guess that's where our Baudrillard friend comes in. Is right, right. <laughs> they have, uh, they, they, alienation. Well, okay. That that's an argument ultimately for localism, I'm sure, in the way that you're mm-hmm. making it. Uh, you're yeah. going to try to get to a localist perspective because to you, the assumption might be that uh, uh, the, the less alienated a person is uh, from their work, which they is what attaches them to society. It's a very northern European, work European and their European moral way of actions. looking at the world. Yeah. And their moral, this is what gives people. Um, maybe not a purpose, but it unites them. It, it sure. it's what society is that they're 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 partaking in this in this in this thing that they all enjoy right. that they're doing voluntarily. He hated work. Obviously, I hate work too. I agree with Marx on that. Um, <laughs> the problem is the alienation from the product, right? So, yeah. First of all, um, obviously he couldn't see the 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 industrial revolution coming. Mm-hmm. Sorry. The post-industrial well, revolution, yeah, right, right. Ne- the the neo-Fordist revolution, right? Um, where where a lot of that basic factory labor is not it's not done by people anymore. And so, right. and the one that's one way that alienation has been fought against. Now, mm-hmm. the other way is the way that states can do it, mega corporations can do it. There's a larger thing, and actually, states do it more effectively than mega corporations with Facebook. Facebook is such an entity that's so fake that it's able to manufacture a living oh. for a lot of its employees. Uh, and so it, it's like virtual reality in a way when you go to work. So that's why people who don't had, do um, almost no work enjoy going into work. We had Ted day. from uh, Gaslight Hour on, obviously. Uh, we had him on a, um, a while back, and he was saying how uh, corporations are essentially egregores. And I'm like, I think that's right. I think that that sounds about right. 
Um, yeah, uh, I mean they they do a good startup intentionally does function as a kind of a yeah symbiosis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. basically symbiosis. The way that yeah Zoomers and Millennials work best is through symbiosis. Like money is an expectation. You got to right. give me trinkets and stuff. Um, and that unites a lot of people. And so there aren't really many of the factory workers Marx is talking about. So there's no case of alienation there. And then in terms of the concept of being alienated from your work is mm-hmm. now. And actually, I think fascism discovered this or George Sorel discovered this. And then the fascists probably apply it best out of any uh, political group. Um, I think the communist Chinese who you know, we can split hairs about what you'd actually refer to them politically as right. uh, they do it very well. <laughs> Everything is now because you're, because you're so alienated from production that, that virtual production is now the next thing. So mm-hmm. the goals in life in, you know, under the Chinese communist government, you open up your, your WeChat and you have uh, your government chores that you have to do for the year. And they go, you have to attend this rally. You have to uh, attend five city council meetings. And for the vast majority of the population, as you were saying, Ace, and this is just a fact, this is how civilization works. Mm -hmm. 99% of people not only need to be told what to do, they want to be told what to do. They're happy to be organized. Who doesn't like a good leader? Right. There's a like certain anxiety of not knowing which direction to go. Yes. Well, and also I think people just don't believe in disorganized work because we don't all know oh, right. what we have to do. But you can get one guy to go, hey, we got to do this and that, and you got to pick those stones up. So and even if the guy is wrong, even if he's wrong in the sense that they're he's much happier to have effect. somebody. Right. And and then they can the, the next biggest guy can go and raise the complaint. And now you've started right. a hierarchical structure that everybody right. respects and agrees to. I wonder, and, though, too, so they, uh, and, and I, I don't not I'm not really pushing back against your thesis because I think you're correct. But I wonder how much of that is coming from the same place like you were talking about with the education system and stuff like that. How much of that is um, substantially uh, uh, fake? How much of it's made up? Because you also have a, a culture. I was speaking with somebody who, who spent some time in China. And one of the things that they were telling me was that you don't really use singular prepositions very often. You don't really say I ever. You say we. Everyone's, everything's always we. There's no um, individualism that's part of that culture. And it's done that way on purpose by the education system. I wonder how much of that needing to be led is part of people being trained to need to be led versus it being innate. Uh, well, I guess we can, yeah, we can have our, our, uh, we can have many speculations on what inherently the person needs, but I, I will say that in terms of, I think, this probably isn't even a leap in terms of what 99% of people in the world, if you go, what system do you think works? People need to be told what to do or people kind of come to an agreement on what to do. I think most people will go, well, my mom and dad always told me what to do and that works. Right. Yeah. Like there's a, there mm-hmm. it co- encoded into us is sort of like a trust. Uh, let's call them your elders, but in the business world, it's, you know, trust your manager, trust mm-hmm. your, sure. your experienced coworkers. Um, right. And in, in politics, it's trust your representative, I, trust your I community it, members. Yeah, I, I think it's like multi-layered, right? Whereas on one sense, you have 
people because like the division of labor it, it, it you can look at it in many ways but it's also the division of labor is also i don't know exactly what if someone is like uh, starting a new job or something let's say right and they're like well yeah. i don't exactly know what to do so i need someone to tell me what to do they are that is an aspect of the division of labor someone is telling them what they need to do to accomplish the project it's right. not just that oh i automatically know exactly what i need to do to work on my yeah. budget right you know what i mean yeah. uh so, yes I, so yes that, i do it, yeah, so that's an aspect of it too, and it's also just like if I mess up, uh, maybe it's just because my management told me wrong or something like that. So there's always some I, other layer where they can fall back on and say, "Oh well, I just did what the person told me to do." So you know, I'm just I'm, it I, almost. I, if you want to talk about innateness, what is innate? Certainly, mm-hmm. no, I, I'm what comfortable saying in 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 global society is patronage. Mm-hmm. Um, the the whole patronage system is is respected. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. whether it be whether what, the concept of there's an authority figure. And the reason why you have to listen to them is because you'll be better off for it. Mm-hmm. I think is right. super innate to human beings. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I also don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with following somebody who knows what they're doing. So, right. but that does, that does because probably for the vast majority of human history, because of the fact that we didn't have like, like auto regulating cybernetics <laughs> right? <laughs> person telling you what to do from their level of experience that's the way that civilization has worked mm-hmm. like right. for, for forever. No, I'm not, for I'm not years. saying it's not necessary at all. I mean, this is, I'm I mean, not. this is something that people um, understand like, well, I mean, if to, I mean, from personal experience, the idea of like what a lawyer has to tell a client is constantly, would you just listen to me? I know what I'm talking. Would you just listen? Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, exactly. you know what I mean? So it's, it, I'm not saying it's not necessary or not even good. I mean, specialization mm-hmm. is good. Um, yeah, but but, deference to the specialized also, I think is an important, right. Cultural. You have Mm -hmm. to listen. Like you just said, you, you have to understand that the people who know more than you, you got to listen to them now. Mm -hmm. uh, But I will say this because in my heart of my hearts, I am a person who just, I know what I'm doing. And if I don't, (laughs) I'll pay somebody for it. Right. You know what I mean? And and there's a long time ago and I, I, I yeah. did it on TLE. I talked about it on TLE, and I don't know, Ace, if you were on that episode or if maybe you'll remember this. I talked about how there was a video of a guy with a well-trained dog, mm-hmm. and the guy was going, walking around the park, and the dog was so well-behaved. He was walking up to people, sitting down, saying hello. It was very well-trained, and the the quote tweet of the video was... Look at the beautiful relationship between slave <laughs> and master. This is what civilization is built on, and it's what the left seeks to destroy. <laughs> now, now, in my heart, I agree with the statement. There, I would not use the language, but the idea that a guy who knows what he's doing mm-hmm. can bring about a guy who doesn't know what he's doing into a state of perfect action. I believe I'm willing to believe that. Sure. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Wouldn't use the term master and slave. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, it has, it has golly, other implications. Isn't that just the right wing's most difficult thing that they just <laughs> refuse to do better is messaging. <laughs> it's so crazy <laughs> too, because they as constantly shoot the themselves right, in the foot. The, as a guy on the right, this, this tendency to need to say the 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 most hard to interpret version of the knowledgeable and fair thing that you believe yes. 
is very provocative and yeah. that's all i'm gonna say it's, it's almost like they have like an urge like an autistic tick or something or like an ocd well, don't tick get me started have... on autistic ticks but there is a tendency urge. on the right wing to say something like and and i don't associate with the pagan right, the the the, uh, the oh, Bronze right. Age pervert types, yeah, yeah. But sure. The frequency of the need to use the word rape when you mean like you know <laughs> right. like passionate love uh-huh. is like a is that just extrapolate that observation to lo- the, what the right seems to do all it's the just, time. It, yes. It's like a weird attempt at edgelordism, but it ends up undercutting your actual point. I mean, this is one of the things that These I was thinking guys about. One is to make hot, sexy love in a yes. neoclassical architectural setting on the beach with a gorgeous athletic woman who takes care of herself and they'll use the word rape and towel boy in the sentence and it just (laughs) i was into your sexy idea and then the way you described it makes me feel bad about even enjoying the idea you created (laughs) exactly and and now there are those who are less detached than 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 i am and so they're fine with it i'm just saying it's not going to work. It no, do, it's, ma- yeah. it's masturbation. It's this masturbation. was one of the things that I was. This is one of the things that I was actually thinking about when I saw Tucker Carlson being interviewed, and he had said. Um, now I describe Tucker Carlson as an economic populist, and he disagrees. He calls himself an elitist. Um, but does he? I've never heard yeah. that. Well, it's an interview in, that he in, did in his language. Yes, it's an interview that yeah, he did, and, and it's yeah. one that yeah. it, it's one that actually got me thinking a lot about how we self-identify things like elitism, populism, and stuff like that. He had said, "Um, I'm, people." Dis- he had said, "I believe," and this is very close to a quote, but it's not going to be exact. People describe me as a populist, but I'm not a populist. I'm an elitist. The problem is that we've got shitty elites. We need better elites. Oh, and, I, okay. You said economic populist. I just wanted to be clear. You, yeah, no. So, yeah, well, I okay. describe him as an economic populist because of some of the other stuff you said. But he calls himself Which an he elitist. Is an, an, yeah, well, well, and that's the okay. I don't know. Let go where you're going with this. Well, no, I, I have a lot I'm, of thoughts on that. <laughs> but one of the things that that it made me think was like, well, I understand that the problem that you run into is that you have. Because I don't disagree. Like, again, specialization is important. Listen to your goddamn attorney. They know better than you, right? Like, I I get that. And that's true. But at the same time, how do you identify a good elite? How do you you know that your next elite's a good elite? How do you... It it seems to be um, limited in its stability. The idea that you must always defer to elites. Because if you don't know enough to be one, you don't know how to identify a good one. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think Tucker Carlson in particular is a person whose political opinions change on the day and the mood. But I think they yes. generally they're generally in one area. But I think you could ask him one day something and then another day another thing. And sure. the two things will mostly align. Sure. It won't be as close as, as, as you would think. I for, And I am probably certainly podcasting's number one Tucker Carlson listener. He is an economic populist, but I think everybody who calls themselves a populist, um, shout out to Nima Parvini is really just an elitist. Um, yes. They, they, what they believe is that, well, this is why they're called. Well, this is why I think I refer to them as neo populists, which is to me an apt description because it relates back to Argentina 
and um and the populist regime in Argentina and how the 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 entire messaging was we're here for you we're here to take this country back for you that's what the Peronist regime was all about it's very liberal much more liberal than I think Trump is um but the the thing that I think a lot of these guys believe is uh I'm an elitist in the sense that I I have a guildsman's mindship like mm-hmm. the, the thing that you the thing that I believe is that the experts are the experts and they should go unquestioned. Now you just asked a great question yourself. How do you determine who the experts are? Because they don't believe anything that, that the supposed experts in medicine say they don't believe anything that the supposed experts in election integrity say they don't believe anything in what experts in the FBI say about Trump. So they don't believe any of those experts they believe their own cadre of experts and the way that they determine that they're experts is fact based. I would say in some ways there has to be backup. And, mm-hmm. you know, with the lying regime that we presently have, there's a lot of facts that simply aren't being told the, 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 the truth. Yes. On. So I think they have that in their favor. And then the other thing that they do is they do the, the analysis of are they a Christian? That's number one for all of them. This is the mm-hmm. Steve Bannon. This is Tucker Carlson. And they will tell you this. Number one, are you a Christian? Mm-hmm. Does it sound like you're a Christian? And every Christian has a way of making that determination, but it's probably more unified uh, than, than a lot of other groups and the, the basic things. So are you a Christian? If they can assess that, they assess it through a number of ways. If you're, if they don't assess you as part of that, you're out from there. The next thing is, are you anti that group? And the, right. yeah. the, the group that they have picked is one that is carefully, I'm being super real here. It's carefully organized by a Rupert Murdoch's media regime, basically. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I, and, I, and this is coming from somebody who's more right than most. Uh, I, I think that the way that Fox News, which has command over the way that most people who declare themselves as right wing think, they have a very carefully curated image of who the enemy is. Mm -hmm. Very careful. And it's a very small group of people. So it's a tightly organized group that opposes a certain faction. Whatever you think about the existence of the faction, different thing. Mm -hmm. This is how it's organized. This is how they're organizing. Those two, yeah. those are two main elements. And, and this is, I mean, this is how you make policy. I mean, this is how politics works. So we could do this for the other side as well. We could do it for how libertarians do their organizing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's always got to be an enemy. You see it on. Carefully right. controlled in your media. It's yeah. Simple. Well, it's the, it's the, the. It's the neo-Nazis on the right and it's the the woke communists on the left. That's the that's the breakdown, at least on the bipartisan sort of spectrum of of, of how they have organized each other. Um, Correct. And, right. and, well, the, and I would also the, the LGBTQ thing is big now. So we got to add that in. I, the, I, they've um, kind of lumped it in with the wokeness. I, I, I was I was listening recently. There was a guy I can't remember. Shit. I can't remember what the exact thing was, but the guy couldn't define the word woke. And and it was one of those things that I'm sitting here thinking like it's it doesn't seem to me the term woke having been on Tumblr in 2012. I know what the term woke means 
or what it has meant. But I think to most people, it's a sort of catch-all term for enemies. It's a, it's a catch-all term that is... It is, yeah. It's it vague is. enough that, like you said, the, the uh, Rupert Murdoch's media empire can lump people yeah. into it, even if it doesn't really fit, but you can convince most people, at least most people who are viewing your news network, that that they fit there. Um it's vague enough that you can throw whoever you want in it, but it's specific enough that it gives people something to hate. I think the thing that unites a lot of the right, and I don't even necessarily disagree with this, which is why I consider myself on it and certainly would, I, I probably am going to be voting for Donald Trump. Like if the election comes around and I have my license, I'll probably throw in for him. Um, the, the thing that unites the right uh, is this very large phrase painted in the sky that says, this isn't the way things were supposed to be. Right. Oh, right. That's what, that's the largest notion that you can blow up that unites everybody. On yeah. The I think, right. Right. But that's even, like, even if there, like, and I would agree, even if there's like truth to that, right. Uh, there, I do think there's a certain tendency on the right, an inclination of people who we would define as right leaning, at least, who do hearken to the past or hearken to a possible future that does not exist because some people ruined it. Do you know what I mean? I, I think yeah, that is yeah, certainly right. that there, there's certainly that element I, that I see specific. And it's not all people. Like, there's some people I know who are not right who also have that. But most people who I've ever met who've been on the right have had that inclination somewhere. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that things aren't supposed to be this. I mean, it's certainly I wake up every day and I feel like the America that I was told was going to exist by the time right. I got the, you know, the way to exploit it is right. not at all what I was what I was. And, you know, people always talk about, sold. you know, people always look back to the 1950s and stuff like that. And then when they're talking about this, but even the 1990s, you know, if you go back to like the 1990s or something. And it's well, like, I think the, the, the other thing different. is, I think that the other thing is, of course, that the people on the right pine for most of them pine for an America that has never existed. Right. Um, and in that, and in that way, they're very similar to people on the left. And then there are those who pine for the way that America was a much smaller right. group. It's a very diverse group, but it's a, uh, it's this much smaller group. The ones I think who, who are like the left, these are the political ones. They, there isn't really ever an America that they imagined uh, like there isn't really an America that they ever imagined, but they have a very clear image of the way that America will work. Like again, I uh, was been there's an interesting concept of referentiality, which mm-hmm. is uh, it's it's a combat to any non-essentialists, and it is basically mm-hmm. that in certain tests, people are able to with stunning accuracy uh, point to a referent that there shouldn't, if there's no essential basis to the thing, that they shouldn't be able to point to. It is the nexus of truth. So, for instance, on the census, there's -hmm. people who are not racial essentialists or racial non-essentialists, constructivists, Mm -hmm. for instance. And they say, uh, for instance, there's no races, there's no differences between them. Uh, The census is something, and there's many... Uh, Quayshawn Spencer is who I've been reading. If anybody wants to go and uh, read about uh, this, go look up Quayshawn Spencer. I think you pen. Um, the, the accuracy at which I am able to tell you, Ace, what you answered on the census, mm-hmm. 
the accuracy at which most people, barring any commonality between them, IQ differences, cultural differences, national differences, are able to point on the census to where they think somebody else filled out mm-hmm. is is massive. It's yeah. far <laughs> over chance. And so th- mm-hmm. this concept of referentiality is something that you can also look at on on the right where there's so so you have identifiers on the right they you can point with almost stunning accuracy a person on the right or the left with the simple are we going to the place you want to go to i, mm-hmm. I can frame this a different way the people on the right there's two groups the traditionalists who really want to go back to the way that things were at some period of time and the mythologists who, yes. who, who think that there was a time or maybe believe that it's a combination of historical truth and uh, like universal American norms that we have to go in a certain direction, that the country has a telos in a certain mm-hmm. direction to become a better right. thing. Right. That's right. always been, but always will be. And therefore we can't have drag kids story hour. We can't have uh, these because this stuff, it's not in it's not in the Constitution and there's no historical basis for it. That's just what mm-hmm. we can't have it. And it hurts kids. And so they give you these sets of reasons. Now, they are going forward. The people on the left, almost the entire left is mm-hmm. concerned with also going forward. And they're going right. in completely different directions, but they're both progressives. They both right. they both are trying to progress history. They're both trying in their own way to go we, th- I mean, listen to Bannon. Seriously, it's teleology. Mm-hmm. The guy yeah. goes, we were, we, we were one off day, <laughs> it's getting better. Yeah, mm-hmm. he goes, yeah. One day, if you just keep fighting, it's getting, it's going to go back to the way it was supposed to be. There's right. that's the right. And even those people who are on the right tell you this thing is only getting worse. If mm-hmm. even, a, even a single one of them goes, here's the plan and how we can either prevent they're pointing in a, a direction that isn't inevitable. They don't believe in the inevitability of it. The, the trads, the ones who the, the oppositional group to this, before I get to referential, the trads are just insane. Uh, they, they're, they're mentally, they're the large group of people who have a mental illness because and there's, there's no, I'm sorry. There's no, the idea that you even can trust the historical depiction is crazy to me. The right. idea furthermore that you dedicate your time to this, to this interest is uh, you go play backgammon or some I boring see a, fucking game. Every few months I see a post from someone who talks about the 1950s as if it was sold to them in one of those like marketing ads of what the 1950s oh, yeah. was. You know what I mean? Uh, much like that. Well, it, yeah. Well, and Twitter is not even a reflection of how human yeah. beings really are. Right, yeah, right. On that website, there's a huge concentration of people who are just dreaming. It's very yes. strange to me. I mean, like you could join your little Nazi party and or your little fat. I don't like do your thing. I guess it's not coming back. It's you got to if you're on the right, if you're on the right, you got to learn to code and start hacking government systems. The closest, the closest little outfit and the closest that they could ever be to this idea of what they think. And generally, I don't know why it's always released to the 1950s. I think it's just because it was an economic boom. But the closest time period, that's that's the most conservatively liberal that the country ever was <laughs> right. <laughs> so they got to maintain believing in individual freedoms uh, for that, mm-hmm. for that myth. That's why it's, it's the, because you can go back to the 1890s when, when you could go and 
go and kill people on the frontier for no uh, yeah. reason. That's always yeah. my question um, too about about uh, the trads in general. It's like, what is your stopping point? Like, why why is the moment in time that you're idealizing? Why why that time in particular? Uh, that's always interesting to me. This is, and again, I want to say there's a lot of people who. Uh, like there's a Catholic traditionalism. Mm-hmm. E- even these people are progressive. I, I just want to say that there's a very small group of like r- basically reenactors who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time wasters. There's time. <laughs> people are wasting time. And this goes, this is, this is, and I've harped a lot on Nazis and fascists. The largest group of time wasters are people like Ben Shapiro, to be yep. totally honest with you. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. the yeah. that's the time waster group. I'm not even talking about f- the people on the fringes. God bless them. They get things done. OK, at least they're <laughs> yeah. fucking doing stuff. The Ben Shapiro <laughs> group is a, is a leech group that yeah, does yeah. absolutely nothing. That is the main group. I want to point that out because I've depi- painted a picture of here of the group that I'm talking about is largely fringe. It's not the referential group contains way more of the fringes. The referential group is what we're playing towards. When I talk about the referential group, what I mean is they all have a complex reference point of the way America ought to be. All of them, all of them have a, like if you go and you ask, um, if you ask Nick Fuentes, Steve Bannon, I'm trying to think of all the groups that represent the right. And I need a and I need like a beltway getter done type guy. Uh Mitt Romney. No, that guy's basically on the left. <laughs> let's go, okay, let's do this because this is the tr- this is the true choices. Nick Fuentes, that's one choice. Because believe it or not, fellas, a lot of Republicans agree with that guy. In oh, a lot yeah. Of ways, oh yeah. Fuentes, oh, yeah. Bannon Trump, same group, and DeSantis. That's the three poles of the mm-hmm. actual of the actual right in this country. Those are the three ways you can go of the people on the right who are not dreamers and who actually have power. Because there's plenty mm-hmm. of people who don't have any power who are not dreamers. They're trying to get shit done on a lower level. Sure. They haven't succeeded. But in terms of if you want to play the fields that have the power, you got the Fuentes Kanyes, you've got the you've got the the Trump Bannons. And you've got the dissent, the sanctimonious squad. Speaking of, did did you guys see that Kanye said Jonah Hill made him like Jews again? Yes, I did see that. <laughs> I did see that, and I did see that. Yep, I did see that. Oh, it was so funny. Uh, I'm sorry. He's continue. Character. <laughs> Those three groups, they can, with about ninety five percent accuracy draw out a, a their reference for what America should look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With about 95% accuracy. Some of the areas where they probably clash, race over nation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. religious exclusivism versus religious plurality. Mm-hmm. They probably but those things do not divide them from being a part of the right. Right, because they'll all they'll all side with one another over mm-hmm. someone on the left. The Fuentes group is the most wild card because they'll legit say stuff like, um, "If you if you vote for DeSantis, we're all going to vote for Bernie and get him elected." 
they'll they're the most extreme they'll do crazy stuff but uh, in general they'll all side with one another on some image of what america should look like and that's what the right really is and nobody really i couldn't give you a thesis on what america should look like based on Mm -hmm. what the right says because it is so complex and it does change but there is a real right in this country oh yeah and it's very small (laughs) it's it's not a very large group now yeah i don't think that there's a silent majority of you know Libs, I think we're correct just about on that one third of people actually vote and it's split between the two. Yeah. Um, I, I just do happen to think that on the left, it's, it's you're looking at very similar images of the apathy of the, mm-hmm. of the lack of really caring of the being aligned more by the idea of, can you get stuff done? That's why you've seen executive orders go up. That's why you've seen these DAs who are Soros funded, not charge anybody because that's what they want is they, they nobody don't want that. And then on the right, you see this like you uh, you see this very interesting uh, marijuana thing is coming back where we're getting an anti pot right wing again. Yeah, I, I've noticed back that. up on the right. <laughs> it's so there insane. Needs to to, there needs to be villains. There has to yeah. be villains. No, in the it state makes of sense. Florida yeah. in particular, the reason why the right is against the pot thing now is because the the big titty lady who's running against him wants <laughs> to make it legal. Uh-huh, um, so right. they're going to choose. It's all about power. It's a hundred percent about who's the one who's going to be able to get the cudgel. And so I don't care. It, so if you want to do politics, you have two options. Yeah. You either have to be all in, mm-hmm. you have to understand, you work for a corporation. And when Ron DeSantis does something you don't like, you shut your fucking trap. Yep. It doesn't matter if people are going to prison or being murdered on the streets because of his right. orders or that he's gassing people or it doesn't matter how extreme it gets. If you right. want to play the politics game, you got to be 100% on his side until the minute he doesn't have power anymore and then you drop his ass. That's exactly like what the right did with Trump. Politics. Yep. That's exactly what the well, right did with Trump is you had, you had a number you of people, you had a number of senators who were saying, like, who were paying a lot of lip service to being all behind Trump. Trump all behind the wall, all this other stuff. And we know, uh, based on leaks and, and, and other things that in, in secret, a bunch of these people get together and they're just like, this guy's a fucking nut. Fuck this guy. Like, like we know this that. is what the left wing has done. I mean, this is how the left, this is how Democrats have always won elections. This is, this is how the black community votes. For instance, that you go, who are you voting for? Well, it depends on their skin color. This was all Obama. This is how groups that want to win think. doesn't yep. matter what the group is. It can be a racial group. It could be a uh, an economic group. You have to be aligned with your interest, and that's how you win. You go, I don't give a fuck what the other person says. I have my mm-hmm. vote. And that was the time when everybody on the left went, well, we're going Obama because we, we got to win this. We well, cannot this is have how- McCain. We cannot well, yeah. have that. I'm sure you know it's the all or nothing. I'm sure you know the 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 Chicago sort of politics um that that oh, gave yeah, rise to the political the machine. Uh yeah. Basically it was it was these organizations, the the political organizations, the unions, um other smaller groups, community organizers, things like that. But it was no, we're telling you this is how you're voting. Like if you're in this union you're we're voting for Correct. you. Right. You, you exactly. don't, you're not yeah. voting. We are. That was the, also, that was the way it's always been set up. That's how democracies always functioned that way. And for the That's actual people. Function. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Ace. I was going to say for the actual people who are playing the game, right, who are all in on politics, you don't even have to have a good candidate or someone you would view as good. It just has to be marginally better than the other person. 
right? They just have, you have to have that perception that, well, this guy on our team is at least because he's on our team. He, I have to perceive exactly. him as the blue or red functions. Yeah. The right. blue yeah. or red is what functions as the go or stop sign. Yes. Basically. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So uh, now Dino to what you said, that's the reason why that's the case is because that's how politics actually functions yeah. most efficiently. Yeah. It's always that's been like that. You want power. Okay. We're going to get you it. Now we're we got our own agenda, but like we'll do we'll do most of the stuff for you. Well, that's, it's the reason that the Iron Law of Oligarchy is unbeaten. Like it's it's yeah. because it functions that way. That's just how it works. That's that is almost innate. I don't I don't know about totally innate, but like to the political process, it is almost exact. You just have it has to run that way. Oh, it's economic. It's going to it's going to trend that way for uh, economic reasons, because if you if you try to go, you think about a political system that functions against that grain. It's non-functional. A political system that 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 functions against that status quo, right, is a political system that is in turmoil. If you don't have that with the the exact um, architecture that you just described as part of the political system, it isn't a political system. It's just, it's, right. it, it's just, uh, it's and this is why, chaos. Like, I, I hate to bring it up, up to like the libertarian party level, but this is why the libertarian party is so schizophrenic. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> you, oh, yes. you don't got a chance. You don't got a chance in hell at the power part. Now no, right. the other stuff. Like if you just want to say, you can, you can use it as a bully pulpit. Right. Right. But at that point, you're yeah, not a like a political it, party, though. which is fine. I'm not complaining about that, right? Yeah, but, it's, yeah, it's, but it does it does come across as schizophrenic in its presentation, well, the way they want. Like you got to hey, listen. Yeah. If you're not willing to throw in with left or right, you got to be an agorist. You got to get right. off. Exactly. Yeah, no, you, you can't. Off. You have yeah. to. You can't. You, you can't do. Yep. The, there's no. And you see this in the Libertarian Party ever since. Um, ever since. The uh, the sort of end of the Rothbard era, uh, the sort of in the 90s when 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 that kind of petered out, um, it's just been it's been some people trying to uh, throw in with the right. And then they tried to throw in with the left and now they're trying to throw in with the right again. And it's not going to work. It's never going to work for them because they don't have guy. Yeah. Well, they don't have my my main critique of Libertarian Party. and, And this is the. The thing that I always have hated about them is that they do not have a functional third identity. They do not have a functional identity apart from, well, we're more left or we're more right, but we we're think the these other things. Yeah. They, <laughs> if they had, play to the, it doesn't play to the base. Yeah. If they had a right. functional third identity, you could at least point to something. And maybe at Their that point, ident- it just becomes you know, a bully the, pulpit. The, the Libertarian Party, the Libertarian Party should be blowing up federal mail uh, buildings <laughs> yeah. vehicles. No. The Libertarian yes. Party should have nothing to do with Washington, yeah. D.C. Yes. They should be on the dark web paying yes. people to attack facilities. That, yeah, you no, want to be for... taken seriously? Yeah. You want to be taken seriously? This is a, this is a binary system. You want to be yeah. taken seriously? Break it. Destroy it. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you're this not is the... going, they're not going to, and I'm certainly no. not saying no. that they should, but, you, but that's, you, that would be the only way to do it. You're not playing mm-hmm. the ball game the right way. You're not playing right. It the right way. It's very Here's irritating. The thing, right. 
going back to what you said about how it's just it's not appealing to the base and it's not appealing like like the libertarian party is obviously not appealing to the base of the left or the base of the right want an alternative. yeah if it was they would be libertarians right already want a guy with a baseball not... bat who's gonna hit people with it right <laughs> right i don't so, and like, the libertarian yeah. commentary on that is hey don't put that power in because you're gonna you're gonna shut up don't let me right. i don't want to think about that yeah. I don't want to think about that. Also, if you're also, a political part, party, that can't about. really be your position. Like if you're if right. you're a political party, that doesn't make any sense to be your position. The 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 yeah. the, the the political party aspect of the libertarian party fails because they do not they do not know how to they power. They, they, yeah. And not just that, but they don't know how to fucking talk to people. Like they don't know like how to do. they don't know how no to charisma. sit there and talk to the guy. Again, most people are just concerned about feeding your family, right? That's mm-hmm. what most people are concerned yeah. about. If, if you're if a libertarian should... party rep, this is what you need to do. You go, are you sick of the Republicans? Yes. Are you sick of the Democrats? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I have to tell you, too bad you got to vote for one of them. But here is how you print an AR-15. Yes. yes. Exactly. Go and print fucking that AR-15. Exactly. There should be a libertarian on is... every fucking news station talking about burning down the fucking Federal Reserve. Like, they, like that should be the message. It, it shouldn't be exact. And it shouldn't be a political party. It's a big exactly. waste of time. And here's the thing. Why I call it schizophrenic is that, as you said, if you're going to be in the political game, you have to be attached to a certain set of norms. But if those right. norms are conflicting with your underlying moral norms for why you believe this thing that you do, then you're, you're just schizophrenic at that point. Like you're holding two positions that are incongruent with each other. I say drop the morality. You're nobody's saint. You're nobody's savior. Sometimes sure. you gotta put one in the back of somebody's head. Okay. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you gotta tell people what to do. You gotta <laughs> get them. You got what? We're gonna fall apart here. We're gonna fall apart here. And you fellas are off of it. You fellas, <laughs> if you're doing the agorist thing right, you're off of it. You're out. Right. And that's I've always the one thing that I can't get. I you know. I have become, I would say, a more political person, more affirmed in what I want to see and how to act towards getting it. I'm also a podcaster with a 50,000-foot view of everything, so I have to maintain that level. But I, I, I have the things I want, but I envy the, you fellas because the position that I respect greatly is if you're not in the system, get out of the system. Just right. get out. And yeah. I, and 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 you're better for it that way. Right. And it's better that way. Now, when the when 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 I'm out there and I got my gun and I got my helmet and I got my badge that says anarchist uh, hunter, I will, <laughs> I'm, listen, fellas, if I if I am on your property and I step on a landmine, that's what just has to happen, and I'm gone. <laughs> and that's what has to happen. That's just how it is. But until then. You know, there's a lot of podcasting to be done. There's a lot of news stories to be had. And I just think there's a lot of issues we're slam dunk on that we're super clear on, such as it's over. We're so fucking over. And also, we're so fucking back. We're back. And also... China, that's going to be a major problem, and 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 that's okay, but that's where we are. That's where we're at. And so I don't this this over the past, uh, I would say two or three years, there's been a lot of disunity. There's been a lot of hate. 
There's been a lot of inaction. In the future, we're so fucking back. So Donald Trump, <laughs> this is what I'm going to, I'm going to end it with this. Donald Trump is going to put people into cages. Okay. Nice. He's, he's going to only put people in cages who I specifically want to be put in cages. Right. And that's going to be like super. And I promise fellas, it's only people who deserve it. Who right. get to go in those cages. Of course. And what, and, and I, and this is from a great man. I, I paraphrase when we talk about the people in cages, where will they go? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I know who cares. Who <laughs> okay, so so that's what I I've I've I have this thing in my Notion app. You should look at my Notion someday. It's the when they're gonna exhume it from the internet one day after I'm long dead and go. This guy was a madman and a psychopath. <laughs> I have a I have a my opinions on stuff. Notion page where <laughs> when I when when a topic comes up, I'll take twenty minutes to write a paragraph on my feelings, mm-hmm. and I'm one hundred percent honest in there. And I've called for the death of mil- I mean millions. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> this, millions, I mean millions of people are 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 on my list on my death note. Millions, and so. The only thing that I can really say is since I'm never going to get my way, I'm going to juice the lemon and I'm going right. to podcast about me not getting my way. Right. And, and that's, I would say that's my life philosophy right now. Yeah. Is I've, I have, I'm going to, I did it my way, which right. is about a guy who, who's in hell. The Frank Sinatra song. So anybody who's like, like talking about how that's a great song and you identify with it, it's about a guy who's in hell because he did it his way. So just keep that in mind. mind. It's one of those, it's, it's a, it's, I don't know. It's a fascinating thing to hear from, uh, from, from such a, a, a massive mind in the MAGA movement as MAGA Unit One One One. Yeah, absolutely. I I am. It's I. You know, this movement every day gives me a lot of hope. A lot of hope. Yeah, and we're and and we're so done, and and we're so back. Yeah, it gives me a lot of hope because, like I said at the very beginning, the people who deserve it. Are gonna get what's coming to them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's gonna. They're gonna replay when the FBI frames me as a school shooter and then takes me out. That's the. That's the audio clip they're gonna play. <laughs> yeah. they're gonna go, he was a psycho. There wasn't. This wasn't all sarcastic. <laughs> the people really who, a, the who deserved it was a building full of twelve-year-olds, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's. That's what they're gonna they're gonna yeah. pull that one off. So. Yeah, that's what it'll be. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Maggie Unit One on One. Do you have any plugs? <laughs> I wish. I hope one day I'm Rush Limbaugh. I really do. I I look up to Rush and Steve Bannon, and I look up to Jesse Kelly, and I look oh. up to all of these just shock jockey style. Yeah. Oh yeah. Get on the radio 
and proclaim the death of humanity for six hours straight. <laughs> I so shout out to Rush. Rush Limbaugh's uh I I love Rush Limbaugh, one of the single greatest single mic broadcasters ever in history. N- Absolutely like fucking god king of the again. of the medium. Yeah. Ever again. Yeah. Never will be. Nope. Bill O'Reilly couldn't sniff his shorts. No. <laughs> Not even close. Bill O'Reilly got a shit pushed Glenn in by Marilyn fucking Manson. Yeah, Glenn Beck got close. Glenn Beck very close. Glenn Glenn is uh and I and Ace, I I think right before I left for mm-hmm. my Lenten Twitter break, uh I messaged you about you really you really have got a it's getting to that time. Actually probably is that time. Tomorrow at around this time, Glenn is on final hour. You gotta you gotta tune yeah. in, in in your car I... just because he is sometimes he just says absolutely ludicrous stuff Uh like really crazy things that make you Uh laugh like he so he was something i texted something not long ago he was like i wouldn't mind if somebody shot the vice president he basically said (laughs) something like that yeah it was so and you're just listening you're like this is the old glenn he really is so he's he's still the way golden i don't know if uh golden age uh golden age glenn beck was glenn beck uh, at Fox News in like the middle of his tenure yeah. at Fox News. God, yeah. Yeah. fucking with the, best. With the, with the, yes, uh, chalk the chalkboard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Chalkboard, and, uh, yeah. I, so I don't know if our listeners know this, but I used to, so um, I, Glenn Beck was someone who was on all the time in my house. My my family were big Fox Dude, News watchers. right as I got home on, from school, he came on. Yeah. Like that was, yes, that exactly. Glenn Beck was, all, he was the Glenn best. Beck was a foundational political speaker for me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. No doubt. And, and here's the thing, you know, that clip of Tucker Carlson, and I think it's not really that good of a showing from Jon Stewart. But that clip of John Stewart just taking Tucker Carlson apart. Have you ever seen mm-hmm. this? I've not. Yeah, it was on Red to. Eye, I think, or something like that. Yeah. It, it's not really a dress down, honestly. I mean, John Stewart's entire point is, you know, I'm not a sellout and a and a and a hack because uh, I let everybody know I'm a comedian. But Tucker, you uh, you pretend like you're reported. It's not really that great of a takedown, mm-hmm. honestly. But but it is a the reason why nobody ever did that to Glenn. Was because people are scared to death of Glenn Beck. Oh yeah, because <laughs> Glenn, Be- Glenn Beck is a fucking killer, dude. That dude, that dude yeah. will take you down. Like he is, he's kind of he scary he in a way he's that he's very intelligent, but also he'll say the stuff. Yeah, that a guy like Tucker used to not say. Who's yeah. now saying the same stuff? He's he's like a, the reason that people could go after Bill O'Reilly and couldn't go after Glenn Beck. That's the difference. Is well, that Bill O'Reilly was a big Mick buffoon? Oh like, yeah, he was just yeah. a big buffoon. He just doesn't make he just doesn't make the people look good. He no, doesn't, he doesn't make white folks look good. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got a whole, he's got a whole thing that Glenn Beck just, you you know, you'd cast Glenn Beck in a movie about about white guys. You would not cast <laughs> Bill O'Reilly in that movie. Bill O'Reilly, big make buffoon, Jesus. <laughs> he's a big buffoon. He really is. He's a big, his whole thing. His whole thing was talking tough, which I never believe. Right. That's the thing. That he's a guy who's going to get yeah. his ass kicked as soon as he tries to. Ugh. Well, yes. he's, a, well, he's a big guy, but I dare somebody to hit me. It doesn't it doesn't make me feel any different if you hit me. Right. Who mm-hmm. cares? You're powerless. So what you hit me? What do you see? So you're a big, dumb ape like everybody thought. Well, who cares? <laughs> Glenn Beck doesn't need to hit somebody to dress somebody down. He's just he's scary. He is. He's, he's scary. Gotta, 
He's got a. He's like the. He's he like the it. warden from a uh, uh, um fucking uh, Shawshank. He's got a real scary aura. That, Maybe he'll slap you, but he's got a scary aura. He has that look like just before he was on air, he like uh, did some crack. Uh, and then yeah. you know what I mean. And he's he just he's just jazzed. Yeah, he looks he's like just fucking you. jazzed. Like he's he's yeah. ready to go. Very high energy. Yeah. yeah, and 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 there's and you know they'll never be Rush Limp. We're blessed to have Alex Jones. Yes, because Alex Jones and Rush Limbaugh are such titanic human beings. <laughs> That that they that they despite them being very similar to one another are totally unique and once in a thousand years types of people. Yeah, very lucky. I needed very I, lucky. I, that reminds me. There's a new clip of Alex I need to pull that I found where it's Alex Jones sitting there at his desk and he's going, uh, "I I gotta find it." There's a there's a meme here that described this perfectly. It was somewhere in the stack. I can't find it now. I need to. I need Can to pull that clip. Believe that people think Alex Jones is compromised. How dare they? <laughs> they could. They could never be. They could never be Alex. God, he could never be Alex. He's got the fucking the most active wet brain on the planet. I love him. I if, absolutely if love him. You think Alex Jones is compromised? You live in a in a very sad world. That's all I'm gonna what? say. Yeah. You what live in a world enjoy. with no hope. Yeah, no hope. No belief. Yeah. That a that there can ever just be a Zarathustra, you know what I right. mean? <laughs> like, you live in a you live in what in the world Nietzsche was cautioning the godless about. Yes, That's the world that you live in. If you don't believe that Alex Jones truly just is that way, right? One of my favorite uh, one of my favorite Alex Jones clips was when I think it was like the first or second time he was on Joe Rogan and he got into a big shouting match with uh, Eddie Bravo. On there, yeah, and, and they were like, "It's fake. It's it's been a long time to turn it off." Yeah, and his face just turned beet red, and yeah. it's just yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's on, and he's on, and he's on a t- tremendous amount of stimulants. Oh, he's oh gee, yeah. yeah. So it's not you know, and it does him well. Anyway, <laughs> twice such he's a great like, fucking yeah, broadcaster. Yeah, if you ever go back, if you ever go back and listen to Alex Jones, I, 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 there's a show of Alex Jones that I recommend people listen to, and that is his Y2K episode, the <laughs> Alex Jones Y2K episode. It is a gift from the broadcasting gods. It is incredible. It is really? so fucking good, dude. It's aged like it's old, and it 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 it. It only holds up if you're interested in like Alex Jones as a as a broadcaster, like what he's uh-huh. what he's been, what he's been doing. Um, I it's I so much fun. So many Alex Jones videos that were just scrubbed from the internet. Uh, I know. I mean, there's you still find them out there, but it's like it's much harder to do so. And it's just like what a treasure. They jailed off. Socrates. They did. Right. Yep. Yep. They really did, and he he and it, it it fucked him over too because they claimed in court that YouTube was their archive. <laughs> so when they got when they when they got um when they got subpoenaed to to show all the videos and stuff from that period that was in question, um they claimed and I don't know the truth of it, but this is what got him death penalty sanctions as far as I know. Um they claimed we can't YouTube and Facebook was our archive. It's all gone. We don't have it anymore. <laughs> Jesus. I know. It's, it's terrible. It's fucking gone. 
Yeah. The Library of Alexandria. Yeah, I was just going to say the Library of Alexandria just burnt down. <laughs> yeah, one day there'll be an AI that you could just feed every InfoWars episode into and create an encyclopedia based on only facts said by Alex Jones. Right. I want, I, oh man, I want somebody to make those presidents playing video games videos, but with Alex Jones in it. There's enough audio of that guy out there. You can, you can definitely oh, yeah. train one of those AI. So easy. That would, would be, be incredible. Easy. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> I need it now. I need now. I need Alex Trump Jones arguing with arguing with people. <laughs> yes, do that. Donald Trump. Did you say the fucking vote for Donald Trump? Did you say you had? Did you say you had plugs? Or no? <laughs> no. I now I can't plugs. remember. Maga unit doesn't have any plugs. Okay. Not, not even on Gab anymore. I was kicked off of Gab. What? Ow. Hate speech. <laughs> Unbelievable. Incredible. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm on tr- but I am on Truth Social. Okay. Aga Unit one one two. I couldn't get the original because somebody, Aww. some funny guy, took it. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Ace, your plugs. Uh, just ace underscore Arcus on Twitter and ace Arcus at subsect.com. That's it. Sweet. Don't uh, follow him. <laughs> yeah, don't follow him. You'll get upset. <laughs> He's very upsetting. He says he says very upsetting things. I do. He told me I'm not allowed to love my kids. That's what he said. He said I'm not allowed to love my kids. <laughs> yes, I did. That's what he told me. That's exactly what he said. He said, Dino, he literally said, and I have the tweet, I'll pull it up. He said, if you love your kids, you're a selfish fuck. How dare you say that? (laughs) How dare you say that? that? It's true. I I say, I do say that stuff all the time. You're very judgmental. Very judgmental. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, pacing Joska, J O U S K A, on Twitter. And uh, don't talk to the fucking cops. I saw a video today of a woman who got in an argument with the police outside of her home. And I'm just like, no. And, and you don't, know, close the don't door. Talk to them. Don't close talk to the them. fucking and door. And you know what? And don't be a cunt. If you want to minimize them being a cunt to you, don't talk to them and don't be a cunt. It's just, not hard walk to do well. just walk away. Just walk away. Walk fine. away. Walk away. They're outside your home. Tell them, come back with a warrant. Close the door. Go watch TV. It'll be fine. Or, you know what? You know what you can do? Just fucking let them in. Just let them in. I don't don't recommend people do that. (laughs) No, open the door and go. Open the door and go. Come on in. I I do not recommend people do that. (laughs) Just make sure you got a bathtub in the basement. (laughs) Well, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Maggot Unit. Thank you for coming on the show. You know, to share with them the alcohol that you brew, the gin, the bathtub gin. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're trying to be hospitable. <laughs> These are our boys in blue, for Christ's sake. <laughs> thank you to those who listened. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show.